With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As promised, protesters from Netflix, people who work there, came out saying trans lives matter. They were protesting against Dave Chappelle and what they said was bigotry and hate speech. And uh, I think it was exactly what we thought was going to happen. Man, I- I'm just going to say it. This group of individuals was completely deranged. And, and I mean it. And I'm not saying that in any way disrespectful to the actual individuals who have questions about uh, hate speech, because this clearly was deranged, unhinged, made no sense. There was no there was no uh, argument or or conversation brought up around what their ideas were supposed to represent. It was just insanity. And you think I may be exaggerating. No, 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 no. There was a guy there at the Netflix HQ holding a sign saying we like jokes or something. I like Dave Chappelle. And they attacked him tore his his sign, uh, grabbed his, his sign, destroyed it. And it just said something like, we like Dave. And they started screaming, he's got a weapon. Then a woman comes up to him with some kind of shaker and says like, demon be gone or something, trying to exercise him. So yes, if you came to me and said, I'd like to have a conversation about hate speech on Netflix, I'd be like, all right, well, here we go. Let, let's hear it. <laughs> that wasn't even this. It was completely deranged. But you know what? Netflix, uh, their their co-CEO, I think this individual is, is already beginning to cave, saying, you know, maybe I should have been a bit more careful and recognized that employees are hurting. Oh, shut up. Did you see this this video guy? Do you know who you're talking about? Why are you hiring these people trying to exercise a guy who says, I like Dave Chappelle? Yeah, great. Well, this is interesting, so we'll definitely need to talk about this. We got Chicago police officers still defying the vax mandates, and boy, is crime uh, going up. And, uh... We're going to have to get into this. Plus, the, the, the January 6th committee has referred Stephen Bannon to they were, they've they've moved to seek criminal prosecution of Bannon, meaning it's got to go to a floor vote. Probably will never happen. But still, this is the uh, uh, the realm of politics we are in right now, where the establishment is literally saying we'll do what we can to try and put you in prison, even though Steve Bannon was not there at the Capitol. Didn't happen. And they could go after Antifa. They could go after these lunatics who burned down buildings. Nope. Stephen Bannon's got bad opinions. And he helped organize a rally where people waved little American flags. Get him. Well, joining us to talk about all these ideas, we got Jack Pasopic. What's going on, Tim? I had my first time in the new studio. I was a little a little disoriented, but fortunately, I slept on a my pillow last night. <laughs> uh, and the topper. Did and the you? Seats. Oh, I did. I did. And I've been traveling a little bit. And it's always annoying when you travel because you don't have, you know, I don't have the full my pillow with me when I'm traveling. <laughs> and it just, you know, you don't get the best sleep. So I was in Denver. I was out there. I was speaking um, at the Centennial Institute. Then on Friday, I was over in Phoenix. Got to visit Turning Point headquarters where I got the swag here. And, um, you know, but it's always nice to get home. And, you know, well, I mean, of course, you know, for my family and my children, but also, yeah. also. My my fillers. What a, what a great salesman! I'm, I'm taking notes. <laughs> I know, right? And uh, I just launched a new Klaus Schwab T-shirt that I just posted on oh, wow. Twitter and Instagram under Luke We Are Change. And if you're interested in the new Klaus Schwab swag, <laughs> you, you could get it <laughs> on the best, best political yeah. shirts dot com or the shirt that I'm wearing right now. That you know makes sure that the NPCs understand that they should only trust verified sources and no one else. Everybody's always selling something. 
You well, guys, you, you come on my show <laughs> and you start talking about the things you're going to sell, and it's almost as if you aren't getting enough bio trust. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Yeah, I don't yeah. have anything to sell, but Boris Johnson <laughs> might be um, making magic mushrooms legal. Ooh, I don't think we're going to talk about it on exciting. the show much, but just want to get that out there. Get ahead of the curve on that one. Oh, good for her. You heading over in? You you going to be first in line? Yeah, I'll take a dip. <laughs> going for it. Yeah, You're not going to be able to get in because of all the weird lockdowns and restrictions. How strange. And, yeah. Pretty, I think you need vaccine to go to the UK right now. Yeah, you can't I even. Need it, yeah. I, I, Zuby was saying he had to like fly to, to another country yeah, and then did. he couldn't just come to the U.S. Some people were telling me that uh, for Poland, actually, they were saying that you can't fly direct, but if you fly into like Frankfurt, then you can go over or something. So weird. Because yeah, it depends on where you go through Schengen. Wow. I am also here in the corner. I am pushing buttons as I usually do. I am intrigued by all this talk of my pillow. I actually sent two of them to my husband. What I did was I air sucked all the air out of them with mm-hmm. my vacuum, and they traveled just like a dream. It's Amazing! Awesome. You could totally take them with you, is what I'm saying. Jack. Oh yeah, they would compress pretty well. They wouldn't compress. They, they compress. Fantastic. Yeah, but then you need to. So when you when you, you open dryer. them up, you have dryer, to right, you yeah. have to put them in the dryer. So you know, if I don't have a dryer with me on, basically what I need to do is every time I'm traveling somewhere, I need to send it ahead with it with full <laughs> instructions. Right, you're yes. gonna. Open this up. You're going to unvacuum seal it. You're going to put it in the dryer and have it prepared on my bed for That's me. Right. That'll be in my rider. Mm-hmm. Like when I go out for um, <laughs> a dryer, must you know, be in my dressing you know, room. Only, you know, bowl of M&M's, uh, red only, mm-hmm. red only M&M's, then another bowl of Skittles, yellow only, and then full <laughs> my pillows everywhere. That's right. Well, there you go. Yes. Well, my friends, we do have something to pitch. Head over to TimCast.com, become a member, and you will get access to exclusive members-only segments from this show. We're going to have a members-only segment coming up. We do it uh, Monday through Thursdays at 11 p.m., but now we have the Green Room Fridays, and that's where we just film people hanging out, doing fun stuff in our Green Room. But right now, you will see on the front page of TimCast.com, we have round two. Bid now to win two tickets to hang out with TimCast Live. We are doing an event it's in the Harper's Ferry area. All the tickets were the tickets were all free for members who are twenty five dollars or more. So this is an event we're doing where we're just everyone's going to get like you get uh, I think two drink tickets. Again, the tickets were free. Now we're doing the members only auction, and so you can actually go if you're a member and bid if you want to try and come. And then every day we're going to have another auction with two more tickets that'll run for about a day. And then uh, yeah, definitely check out the website. But don't forget to smash the like button, subscribe to this channel, and share the show with your friends. If you're on a podcast or whatever, give us five stars because that really helps. Well, let's get into the news, my friends. We got this from Fox. Netflix protesters furious over Chappelle's special attack man with we like Dave's what? I can't get the screen to work. You can't get the screen yeah, to work. Something's funky with the screen. What did you do? I don't. I didn't do it. This wasn't me for once. Oh, yeah, it's weird, right? Oh man. Yeah. Okay. So uh, what what happened? I'm not sure. I switched the input. Enjoy oh. our technical glitch here. You can yeah. put the camera to me. Let's Probably see. the best Here's thing you can me. do all night. Uh-oh. Uh, there you go. Well, Ian, we all I guess I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, read, I'll read the story, and uh, at least everyone else can, can see it. Well, we could use that camera to uh, put put that on the screen, right? And, <laughs> oh, and that, that, that could work. I mean, Maybe. bootleg it. I'm, I'm great at bootlegging like stuff. So just take take the long view camera, put it on the screen. It's not as long as it used to be. Uh, well, yeah, we got a new PTZ camera. We'll yeah, just we we'll just read the news. You can trust and, uh, him. Uh, yeah, I trust you. Trust me, I'm reading yeah. the news. There we go. Okay. All right, here we go, my Sorry friends. About that. From Fox News, Netflix protesters furious over Chappelle special attack man with we like Dave sign. No, no, no. They didn't attack a man with a sign that said we like Dave. They attacked a man holding a sign that said we like Dave. I think Dang. that title is kind of funny. Some activists have called for Netflix to remove the controversial Dave Chappelle special. Everyone spells Dave Chappelle wrong, by the way. That's that's always it. Look at this. Yeah, I was just wondering that, actually. It's two it's P's, two right? Yeah, yeah. 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 How dare they? So this video is just absolutely hilarious, by the way. And I guess we're not getting any sound oh, either. 
So uh, there you can see there. It's just a sign that says we like to. Well, actually, you can't see anything. You can't see anything. But it's uh-huh. fine. Yeah. I'll tell you it's happening. <laughs> There's a guy holding up a sign that says we like Dave. The crowd, the mob surrounds him, just stomps on it, destroys it, and then starts screaming, he's got a weapon. What? This is amazing. Like, There's a tweet yeah. from the Daily Wire if someone wants to go check it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this, I think I think Netflix loves this. You think so? I think I think they love. I think that's why the was it the vice president uh, came out and talked about taking. He said, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I apologize. We never should have done this." But you notice he didn't take it down, right? Because mm-hmm. this thing is doing gangbusters in terms of views, and more controversy means more people are going to view it. So at the end of the day, I think Netflix is secretly very happy all this is going on. They might be organizing the protest. <laughs> wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me at all. I mean, no. I mean, are you kidding? From a marketing perspective, if you've got a book coming out, if you've got something coming out, and protesters are going to come out there after you, given today's environment, yeah, yeah that's what you want. It's exactly what you want. Well, they t- were, well, the mainstream media was talking about a thousand employees walking out of Netflix. I think it's safe to say that it definitely wasn't a thousand people. It was some people that went vapid and crazy because one guy had a sign and stood there peacefully saying, we like Dave. Mm-hmm. And they responded as, as if he was some he was, kind of criminal. I'm pretty sure he was chanting trans lives matter, too. I don't like, know. I don't he know. wasn't, he yeah. wasn't opposed to him. He was just like, I like Dave. He's a funny guy. And they were so screaming I, at him. Well, a couple of guys jumped on him, took his sign down, ripped it away, tore it apart, and then made sure he couldn't have it. He had a stick. They said the stick was weapon. They pushed him and they came up and they said free speech, MFR, and they got really close no, to the lady was like shaking screaming. things at yeah. him and she and was then, like, evil like, be gone. So I yeah. saw Dave Chappelle in in Nevada a couple of weeks before this thing dropped. It was right before the um, the McGregor fight because we were out for that and it was Will Chamberlain's bachelor party and we were with Tom Sauer and a bunch of people and so that was one of those sort of like no, you know, no cell phone shows. But I think that a lot of the similar kind of bits and stories that he was telling at that show and Rogan came and did like the opening act and um, Todd Segura was there as well. And I remember one of the big things that Chappelle was talking about that that night, and I've heard that it's he repeats the story again on the special, is that he had a very close friend who was a fan. She was trans mm. and then was bullied for being friends with Dave Chappelle and then ends up killing herself. And he was sort of just telling her story and saying how he's like, you can be friends with someone who's trans. You can treat them respectfully. But this movement Right, the politicization of it has gotten out of hand, and oh, by the way, my friend died as Dave, a result of this. Dave's losing this. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Think he's losing? Absolutely losing. His his uh, Sticks and Stones was hilarious. It was amazing. It was offensive. He did a... That's stare- the last special. The, not, not This one is the closer. The latest one he did is the closer. Right, right. You're before. saying that's the special before. Sticks and Stones, okay. the one before, was amazing. What happened? He got attacked. But we all joked saying they can't get Dave Chappelle. He's too famous. He's too big. Everybody likes the guy. Right, right, right. But they did put a crack in the hole. 
And if you watch the closer, man, half of the bit is basically him complaining about getting attacked for it. No, that was the whole show when I saw him too. It yeah. was I actually it was a little bit jet like They got to I, his head. I fell asleep. I fell asleep during the Gee, show. I was they like, got to his head. Where's the Where's the comedy? Where's the and then jokes? he said, I'm not going to do these jokes anymore because I, I don't think they get it. And it's like he's caving in. Wow. Now the Netflix CEO is like, Oh, I should have uh, uh, did it better because our employees are hurting. And then you get all of these psycho, this, this cult, and it's a cult, man. When they start screaming, evil be gone, and they're acting as if they're in some kind of like hollow fundamental simulacrum of a religion or something, they have lost their they're damn They're screaming, months. burn the witch. Mm-hmm. Is that what they're screaming? No, I'm, I'm, I'm oh, saying, right, but I'm paraphrasing, right? That it's, that's a, sen- I'm drawing and a parallel between that, that it's, they've declared that Dave Chappelle is a witch. And that anybody who supports him, well, then you're also going along. With so the witch. let's take a look at like Amy Schumer's Netflix special. Everybody hated it. It was yeah, it was just I mean, awful. Well, just think of all those clips that went viral of the great jokes from Amy Schumer that we've all, yeah, exactly. And the controversy. Well, there 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 was some clips because she was saying just really disgusting things, and people thought she was trying to go for like shock content. Oh yeah, I remember talking about. Yeah, she was talking about. She she talks a lot about disgusting bodily functions. Right. And uh, people were just like, I don't understand how I relate to this. And so that's when Netflix got rid of the star system and said, we're going to do a thumbs up, thumbs yeah. down, I guess. Is that, is that what they do? Thumbs up, thumbs down now or something? So it's Something like that. But it's it's so annoying to me because I liked the star system when they had that, right? Yeah. You know, you should be able to see, okay, do people like this thing? How is much? it any good? Yeah. How much? Which Amazon has. On Prime, you can actually see that. And there's other services out there, other streaming services will at least give like the IMDb score. So you have some kind of an idea, but Netflix, it's gone. Now we have Dave Chappelle, who is wildly popular. Audience loved the show, even though this one was very much him like eulogizing, you know, his career. Like, I can't do this anymore. I'm not going to be doing a special. He talked so much about how they went after him and how his friend died over it. And he's, 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 he's like basically saying like, I can't do this. So now, they're, they're protesting outside of Netflix. They're getting what they want. The CEO is starting to back down. He's like, I should have thought about this. And the, the cracks are forming. Dave Chappelle was a much harder target to get, to, to get taken down, but they're succeeding. Mm. Yeah, and the more you allow this to continue, the more you say, well, I'm going to go along with it, even though you know it's ridiculous and you know he clearly wasn't saying anything that was negative. Any of the stuff they Doesn't even matter. Not any of the stuff they accuse him of. You are giving them a win. You're giving them a win because you're letting them set the frame of the debate. You're letting them set the narrative and you're bending the knee. At the end of the day, you're bending the knee. This reminds me of uh, South Park when the hippies are coming to South Park and they want to do the music festival. They arrest Cartman and then they're like, this festival is going to be great for us, Eric. Why would you try and stop it? We're going to make tons of money. And there's like, hippies don't have money. <laughs> and then that's what happening. Wait is, till the corporations hear the sick groove. Yeah, exactly. It's like, and then he plays, um, he plays Slayer this? and gets blood rained by Slayer and gets everyone to go away. <laughs> Isn't that the one where they have the, um, they have like the van that they drive through the crowds yeah, and yeah, they're yeah. like, don't it's go like out the there. Core. Yeah. It's like the movie, the core. But uh, I, I bring that up because Dave Chappelle, popular, funny, and Netflix is slowly being weakened by, a, a horde of deranged people screaming psychotic things. Why is anyone listening to these people? Meanwhile, it's, right, a, it's, it's good for the establishment, I guess, to control culture. I haven't seen clips of any of that, of Dave Chappelle going viral. But I'll tell you what clips are going viral. It's Norm MacDonald. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. The Norm MacDonald clips, the stuff that people are digging up for, from throughout his career. 
And the reason he was popular was because he was politically incorrect. And he would say things that if, he, if there was a sacred cow, he would step on it and mock it and make fun of it and criticize it in a way that, you know, whether it was Hillary Clinton or O.J. Simpson or whatever, literally whatever it was. Um, he was even making fun of um, the way Democrats were spinning January 6th. If you go to his Twitter feed, there's a few tweets of him, uh, I think from the day, actually, from that very day. And, you know, that was his entire career because he was just being real. Do you see I think that's what people want. You see they're going after Jon Stewart now? Good. He deserves it. He deserves John, every bit of it. Jon Stewart, but why? Why does Jon Stewart deserve it? Because he's a horrible person. You think so? He's a disgusting person. Really? He is responsible for the gamification of politics. But he's one of the people personally. along with oh, – very much him. Really? Very much mm-hmm. him, yes. If you look at what he did with oh. The Daily Show, he decided that – and he went on – and then he goes on a crossfire, right? And it was Tucker. Right. And that was the show where they had one, it was always, it started with Buckley and they would always have sort of one conservative, one liberal, and they would sit down and they would debate, but they would at least have a conversation. Right. John Stewart goes on a crossfire, blows it up and says, you shouldn't be talking to each other. We shouldn't have conversations with each other. Instead, he, then he goes over to the daily show and what does he do? You know, he's not really a political guy. He didn't come to, um, to media with any kind of political background, but he, what did he know? He knew talk radio and specifically sports radio and so he turned the daily show and which was a pop culture show right a pop culture show originally under craig kilborn which was fantastic um that he turned it into essentially sports radio but his team was the democrats i mean john stewart praised project veritas on more than one occasion when oh i think he's i think he's trying to atone right but this was this was back in the day i think he's trying to run of the daily show i can't give it to him no, can't give it to him. Well, relative to where we're at now, mm-hmm. you know, his, his willingness to be like, look at this guy and look what he did. And now you have, you know, John Oliver, Jordan Klepper, Jim Jeffries, the most the, garbage trash. I, For sure. My I, I, theory I is that, 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 is that Stewart started that. Yeah, but there's the a weaponization big, there's, of comedy. There's a big difference between someone who's like, here are things that I think we should talk about, and then someone being like, hey, look at this formula we can extract from that. Right, but think of it too this way: it he changes the formula of comedy as instead of I, like. I think you're putting it on him when it's the when it's Comedy Central, when it's when it's HBO, when it's these, these to an producers. extent. But how many years was he the host of The Daily Show? Of eight what seasons or something, nine seasons. Was it, was it nine? It was, it was a long time. It was yeah, a long time. Yeah, it was, it was like really a really long time. Sure. And so he changed it from, instead of the punchline being, so the idea of, you know, like a Norm MacDonald, where the idea of a punchline is a, um, you know, you're not, you're, you're, I'm forgetting this phrase, but you're giving, you're, you're not giving someone their expectations, right? You're subverting expectations. You're an unexpected punchline. He took that away. He took away the punchline. And so the punchline became, look at these stupid people. They think things that are different than us. He hosted it for 16 years. 16? 99 wow. to 2015. Yeah. Well, wow. now he's come out and he said- I didn't realize it was 2015. He said the media is focused too to heavily on Trump, acting like he's the greatest threat. We need to you know, get back to reality. And now they're all saying, <laughs> he did John the same Stewart's thing out of touch. The entire time. The enti- I'm sorry. Like I just don't buy any of the John Stewart- like. You know, retribution tour. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Because I remember. Well, I remember Bill Maher. Bill Maher. Hold on. Yeah. Bill Maher is saying the same thing. Bill Maher is like, all of a sudden now, I'm playing to a mixed audience, and people are craving comedy mocking wokeness. And it's like, yes, Bill, because people who are liberal back then are still the same political, same politically, but 
We watch videos of these this, this group of unhinged psychopaths outside of Netflix, and I'm supposed to relate to that as the left? <laughs> yeah. Please. Now, now, Jack, I would disagree with you a little bit because I believe Bush deserved a lot of criticism, and he was only getting it on Jon Stewart and some other shows. But but everyone, especially early on in his no, presidency, that's not, that's not loved him and adored him. But he was also one of the few people that actually criticized Obama and was actually able to break that barrier. Now, I understand your bigger point when he kind of politicized comedy and wielded it as a weapon, I think more effectively than anybody else out there. And he did it for his side, and I think you make a compelling argument about that. Um, and, and, and I do he's agree patient on that zero point. of all this. He's patient zero. This yeah. wasn't, you know, and then when Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel is kind of like, you know, a great example of someone who became infected by this, right? You can go and see Jimmy Kimmel early on when he's doing, um, what was the game show he had with Ben Stein? And then he's on the man show. And then win Ben Stein's money, win Ben Stein's money. Yeah. He was the, <laughs> yeah, host. Really he was the host of that. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Colbert was twisted. And then, you know, and that, yeah, even Colbert originally was just kind of like a parody, but then right. they go through this filter. They pass through this filter. They realize the weaponization of it. They realize the political power of comedy. And now you turn it on and every single I don't, comedy I, I, host I, I, has the host the of the tonight show. I disagree. I don't, I don't think, I don't think, uh, it starts with Stewart. It's I don't totally think it was political. That's pretty I don't think a bunch action. of Democrats were like, wow, look how powerful this is. I think certainly there were some. What I think happened was after The Daily Show was, was, was winding down, they were like, how do we do more of this? People love it. And so they were like, John Oliver, let's, let's do a completely formulaic. Man, I've been watching House reruns lately. I've been watching, you know, House season one. And uh, you guys know House MD, right? House, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every yeah. episode is the exact same. Hmm. Like, Pretty much. Literally, it's like mysterious. It's never movies. lupus. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's always sarcoidosis. And yeah. then, you know. It is always sarcoidosis. Yeah, yeah. So, but, but thinking about how for, formulaic that is, watch, watch uh, John Oliver's show. And it is a beat for beat identical every single episode. Truth be damned. There was a, um, there was a 4chan thread about John Oliver that was like went viral on Twitter and other places where they were talking about how, uh, John Oliver and their use of canned laughter and canned applause and their pause lines and the fact that they won't give you a beat to think, right? Yeah. It's, it's programmatic. It's completely mm-hmm. predictive programming. And then when COVID hit, they had no audience and their shows were tanking because they had to use laugh tracks and it wasn't the same thing as a studio audience being told to applaud right. because every studio audience that goes there, they're told, Hey guys, you got to give this a lot of energy. Did you you got to clap. You got to yeah. go crazy. Did you see the, the Trevor Noah? During, yeah. the, during the, uh, the pandemic, yeah, I loved it. Did, have you, I have, loved have you it. ever seen? Have you ever seen you like strip Big away. Bang Theory without the laugh track? No, oh they gosh. they take an episode of Big Bang Theory and they remove all the laugh track, and then you realize there's not a single joke in the entire show. It'll be like uh, Sheldon will come in and he'll go, hmm, "What are you doing? Making popcorn?" Ah. Yes, I'm so making popcorn. Cringe. Yeah, Big Bang Theory sucks. That's it. That's what John Oliver is too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Take away oh, the yeah. laughing, and he's like Little Timothy over here. These, you and know, not, and, that's it. and and I, 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 you know, I understand the he meta, my name, the, the meta yeah. implications <laughs> of this, uh, of this comment, but John Oliver and Trevor Noah, any of these guys couldn't hang with even like a basic YouTuber. Like none of them could walk through that door and be able to yeah. hang on the show. Well, well everything, no everything's scripted. Everything's carefully yeah. curated. And it's kind of sad what, what happened to comedy because just a few years ago we had Richard- John Stewart was funny. Like I'll give him that. He has a ton of talent. I just don't respect it all the way he, but, he used it. But but still, you compare today's comedians to Bill Hicks, Richard Pryor, George Carlin, Eddie Murphy. Oh yeah, those people leaned into controversy and used it as a way to make fun of orthodoxies, to question the narratives, and to bring attention to themselves and to their art. 
now, and I think I think some people are criticizing Tim's point here about Dave kind of bowing down. But but I wish kind of Dave would have kind of embraced it more. He he made it very serious, and I wish he he you know he he did it because he genuinely wanted to do it. But I wish he would have ended by just slam dunking as much as he could and just going over the top and just bringing it to a point where, again, laughter was the focus and not seriousness. Because when he does walk away from it and says, I'm done, guys, and he kind of nods his head and he's unhappy, he does kind of open up this window that allows this larger protest to come in to fill that vacuum that he sucked out of that room, that he sucked out of that stadium with that seriousness. So, I, you know, when, when it came no, to like that's Richard Pryor... Like in, in, it, when yeah, I saw yeah. Dave Chappelle, that's exactly what the feeling yeah. was like. And he was still he working ends, on that gig. He ends with his friend killing herself, and that's like the yeah. end of the show. Yeah, th- and yeah. that's and that's you know, and you leave, and you're like, "What was that?" Well, well that you goes know? into the whole kind of negative, energetic circle. But we have to ask ourselves: What would George Carlin do? What would Richard Pryor do in these situations? And they would double down, triple down, and make fun of this entire situation because there's a lot of comedy here. That video of 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 the guy saying we like Dave getting harassed. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so much room to work with, and we're living in a situation where we can't even laugh at these things, or we're going to be threatened to be censored or canceled. No, I don't want to live like that. I want to live with people standing up and 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 fighting for one of the most important rights there is, and that's the right to have satire. So that's my point of view, and. I always said it's going to be a dark day when the censors, the YouTubes figure out how to go after satire. And I think they're encroaching on Dave and it's not going to end with Dave. But Dave, you know, again, I I like that special, but I wish there was more. I wish there was more of a more of a more of a ending on I'm still going to laugh at you guys. Cowards and cultists take took over our major institutions, our media and big tech. I remember uh, Twitter, free speech wing of the free speech party. Ah, Wow. I don't know what happened to uh, Jack Dorsey and his crew, but they immediately just dropped to their knees and said, you know, I will do whatever you say. And now you end up with Netflix. I think they were always cowards if you look at Hollywood, but now it's just transparent with the Internet. The industry is so disgusting for so long. It still is. I definitely think Jack Dorsey is a coward. I definitely, definitely think that. Because, you know... Talking to him privately when I did back in, you know, several years ago now, he was talking about the need for people to, uh, you know, have their social media be immutable and you can't take people down and things like that. He was talking about how we need a path to redemption. Just banning someone permanently for these infractions is is not, uh, you know, is not just and he does nothing. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply yeah, it, it was really kind of amazing when you'd hear him say that stuff. And I, I remember listening to your um, 
your, I wouldn't call it a throwdown, but discussion, right? And it almost sounds like Jack Dorsey, the person, does still kind of have that feeling, right? But, but he's a coward, so he doesn't, but do he doesn't do anything mm-hmm. about it. And you hear, oh yeah, path to redemption, that sounds good, or like a rehabilitation program, or any of these various things, and yet none of them ever come to fruition. And you just kind of get the sense that this guy is not the one who's actually in control of his company. What would be did, good? What, 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 did you did you hear about Dan Bongino saying that he would he's gonna he's gonna quit his program? Of Cumulus, right? right? Cumulus over yeah. their vaccine mandate. Yes, yeah, I'm that. curious what you think about that. Well, so the context, just real quick, is. Dan Bongino has got like uh, his show is on over 300 different radio networks. Right. He's signed to uh, with a company called Westwood One, which is part of the Cumulus Radio Network. And he said, if that company Cumulus wants to have a vaccine mandate, then I will quit this show unless they stop. You can either have the vaccine mandate or you can have me. And I, I've got a lot of thoughts on that, but I'm, I'm curious what you think. And Dan, by the way, and one thing I did see with that one wrinkle is that he is personally vaccinated because he had uh, cancer Hodgkin's issues. So he was someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, who obviously is immunocompromised. I have a friend um, who had throat cancer is just getting over that. And he's like, I, he needs to wear a mask all the time. Right. And it, it makes sense. Right. Because he's immunocompromised. You know, as far as Dan, I think that's amazing. I think that's fantastic. I, th- you know, I was one of the guys that I got hashtag freedom flu going worldwide and it was the number one trend on Twitter. And this is between Southwest. It wasn't just the weather. Um, and Delta and the rest of the people in the military and everything that's going forward is y- you need to stand up against medical tyranny. And I think that's what he's doing. I think he's looking at it from a perspective of, I don't want to live in a country where we mandate things like this when it, you know, look, if, and I saw people saying this when I was tweeting about it. Someone had commented and they said, well, what if COVID was 10 times more deadly, right? And what if this? And I said, well, what if what? You know, I live in reality. Where do you live, right? Like, yeah, what if it made people turn into vampires? Yeah. What if, yeah. It- what if it, whatever, right? It, but the point is it doesn't. But for some reason, you people have deluded yourselves into thinking that COVID is something that it's not. I, I have a really simple answer to a lot of the, 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 the pro-mandate people. They're like, well, what about all the other vaccines that we mandate, like MMR? And I'm like, I've never been mandated to get vaccinated to go to the store or to buy a slice of pizza. Right. No one has. Right. So when I, something entirely different. So I'll give you example. Right? When I was in the military, right, so when you first joined, you go through boot camp. Um, you go through, you go down what's called vaccine alley, right? In vaccine yeah. alley, it's like left arm, right arm, left arm, right arm. And they tell you what it is. They're like, oh, this is the, but you don't remember. Like, this is this one. This is that one. This is this one. This is that one. And you're just left arm, right arm, left arm, right arm. And the last one, well, it goes somewhere else, but you know, <laughs> and then, and then when I went to Guantanamo, um, because we were with the Afghan detainees and tuberculosis is still an issue in Afghanistan, I got the tuberculosis shot. And so, those are all vaccines that have been going around forever. And, uh, you know, every year we're also mandated to get the flu shot when I was still in. And every time when they gave me the active culture, that's the one that's like the, the mist. They kind of missed it in your nose. Mm-hmm. Every time I got that, I was sick. And then I would, I would like try to talk to the guy, you know, like the HM2, the HM3. Hey man, you know, can I get that shot? Cause you know, I really don't want that mist. Cause I know it's going to make me sick. I'm going to have to call out again. There's like, sorry, man, you can't do it. Right. But. Again, these are all vaccines and shots that have been around for a long time. So I was, I was thinking about yeah. uh, Dan Bongino's show and I'm like, isn't it better though that he's on the networks of these companies speaking out against it? You know, if, if there are people at these companies who can't speak out or they're scared to, I'm, it's still better that he's appearing on their radio network, at least giving them some argument. More importantly, I was like, if that's going to take away airtime from the radio network, and then result in people working for Dan Bongino instead who, who don't have to live under that mandate. You have more jobs with no mandate as opposed to the radio network producing their own shows and then having the mandate. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like syndicating a show is better than them running their own because that would make more mandate. 
Because at least you have a voice. Well, well, I mean, like, let's say, let's say, cumulus, are you saying, are you saying take up space? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, listen, Cumulus says we've got a 10 p.m. slot. Let's hire this radio host to do a show for us. Okay, he's got to be man. It's a it's a mandate for vaccines for him and all of his staff. Now you've got 10 people who are being faced with the vaccine mandate. Or they say, why don't we syndicate someone else's show? Now those 10 people find a job with Dan Bongino with no mandate. You see what I'm saying? Right. So maybe it's actually better to occupy the space from these companies so that it weakens across the board the amount of people who are under a vaccine mandate. It really, and honestly though, I've seen Dan do this. Like Dan's someone who quit Twitter as well. So that reminds wow. me of, right? So he quit Twitter and I believe it was when he was going to Parler. And so now he'll still do the, um, the Bongino report on Twitter, but he won't personally go on Twitter anymore. And, you know, I just, I've seen, and I mean, I, I know Fox Dan, I don't, um, I, yeah, Fox came back. So Fox came back on Twitter and I, you know, I, I know Dan, we talk a little bit on the back end. Um, I think he's a great guy. I totally get it, but I, I know he's taken stands like this before. So it didn't surprise me when I saw something like that to say that in his mind, it's like, I can't support something morally, right? If I have a moral problem with this, then I can't go along with it. So I think that's where he's coming from. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's also very easy to fake a lot of this and to comply and people are just not doing it based on principles, based on morals. We had Kyrie Irving. We have so many other people. We have firefighters. We have police officers. We have nurses. We have medical professionals saying, Hey, this is a big line here, and I think we're witnessing some of the biggest protests ever, especially when it comes to uh, how many of them are happening all over the world, how significant they are, how many people are pushing back against a lot of this, and it's just adding a lot of strangeness to the fact that the mainstream media doesn't even acknowledge that there's another side, that there's another debate, that there's a whole bunch of other people standing up and saying, no, this is not okay. We're not going to go along with this. So, um, I mean, I mean, there, there's so many different last couple times, of last couple times I flew, um, you know, I just mentioned I was in Denver and Phoenix, um, almost at every airport I was going to, there was only one TSA checkpoint. That the whole thing had been wound down because yeah. of the labor shortage. A lot of TSA agents yeah. are also not complying with the VAX mandate. And I think I think it's over forty percent yeah. that that haven't and, and aren't. Haven't. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's forty percent of the workforce. That's a significant workforce of already. You know, a, a big bureaucratic agency that doesn't do their job well. Huh. Now they're going to do it a lot worse. Well, TSA. And, I mean, to begin with, TSA is largely theater. Exactly, know, it's, it's all it's security, security theater. theater. Yeah. It's not. You oh, know, when man. I was in, I can tell you stories about working at O'Hare. You know, we used no to. Um, no. We used to. Um, we would send people in with like you know for when I was in the Navy and it was all be it would all be you know set up obviously you would get someone like um you know a dummy ticket and then you'd give them a device um one that was designed to appear to be like an IED and of course this was all set up under Department of Security whatever media matters and we would send them through and something like ninety percent of the time they would go through higher <laughs> it was like, like ninety five or ninety eight so, so, if I remember so I'm just saying the ones that I've done wow. so so yeah. I and then to... the people I'd go with would have to sit down with the TSA agent as they're pulled into secondary screening and they'd show them the device and it would be like you know a bag of doritos and then a soda can inside of it and then just like all these electronics and crazy stuff on the inside and they're like you just let this through i used to yeah. work for uh american eagle airlines this is a long time ago and back when i was like 18 and at o'hare they, they said if you're driving into the employee lot you just pull up to a booth hand them your id card they swipe it hand it back to you and you drive in there's no frisk there's no search then you get out of your car you get on the bus the bus takes you to the this terminal is, this is pre or post 9 11 this is very much post 
9-11 based. Yeah, yeah. I'm not that old. <laughs> not that old. I wasn't old enough to be working in the 90s. No, no, no. I'm just, yeah, I'm just doing the numbers. But um, if you took the train to work, mm-hmm. you had to go through security. They said, if you're taking the train to work, for, if you're taking the train to work or the bus or you're getting a ride here, you got to go through normal security like everybody else and then come down to your zone room. And then I was like, there's there are these doors all over O'Hare that have keypads. And as an employee at the airport, you get a card that you swipe and punch in a code and it opens these doors. Okay. So when you want to go from – like if you want to eat food, you got to go up to the terminal. You got to go up to where the restaurants are. Yeah. So you, you you open the door. When you're coming back to work, you got to swipe your card, punch it. That lets you on the, the runway basically because we go out on the tarmac. And my favorite thing was I, – I don't know if they still do this. Probably at O'Hare. Where the baggage uh, 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 conveyors are, mm-hmm. there's doors that go right to the bag room. And, and, and a lot of people who do uh, who work the, the ramp, that's what's called working ramp, will drop bags off there. And some people work in the bag room. So I'd be like, so you want me to go upstairs, go through security, then go downstairs, go through a similar door into the bag room instead of just walking right in the front door, swiping my card and walking in the bag room. Well, well then you wouldn't be going through security. What's the point of security if this door's here and anybody can walk through it? You can just walk right through it. Technically, you can. What kind of security? You needed a security card to walk right through it. Well, what kind of security or background check would there be for an employee, though? Well, so I went through a federal background check. I got fingerprinted. And then they gave me me the ID card. So they still want you to go through standard security, which makes no sense. Because if if you own a car, you don't have to do it. And that's when you can actually carry stuff in your car. That's, you know, what are you going to be carrying? You're walking into the airport with just your backpack. But then if you're downstairs in the, in the in the baggage collection area, there's a door you just walk right over to and you swipe it and you walk right into your workplace. But they, they tell you you're not supposed to do that. I'm like, dude, I don't care what you think someone is supposed to do. You have no security if that door exists for employees. Don't act like you have a spe- – like you, which employees must go through security like everybody else. No, they don't. That's just ridiculous. But if you bring a bottle of water on board, oh, yeah. oh they're going to be on you like white <laughs> on rice. My favorite uh, thing about the uh, the bottle of water thing is, so right, they make you put the water in the containers, right, that are all right there. So, oh, this is too much liquid, so you have to put yeah, it here. Yeah, throw it in the garbage. You see where I'm going with this. So throw it in the garbage. <laughs> so the next person comes up, and they say, that, okay, now you throw your over three ounces in the garbage. So theoretically, this is all like liquid nitrogen and all these explosives, right? <laughs> so you're creating, right, again, theoretically, wow. an entire, yeah, you get it, an entire case. I don't know if you're going to have a bottle of liquid nitrogen. Full but, of... Yeah. You know, full of explosives that's just sitting right there. And that, that's the way what? that you guys consider to, no, obviously that's not true. I remember one time though, I was flying with a, uh, with a shotgun that I'd purchased in Arizona. I was flying home with it and, you know, I'd called TSA ahead. I'd called the airline ahead. I said, Hey, I'm bringing this. It's in a case. It's compliant. It's got the locks. It's got everything. So I bring it up and it was American Airlines. And I remember the, the, um, the check-in, you know, the check-in lady was there and she goes, well, I need to inspect this. I say, okay, you know, I'm going to unlock it and here's here. She goes, all right, now you need to take it out. And I look at her <laughs> and I'm like, let, let me just hold on before, before I respond to you, let me, let me just repeat what you said. You want me to take my shotgun out right here <laughs> in the middle of the airport. Like, yeah, sure. I was like, ma'am, I, I'm not going to do that. And then she looks at me and she's like, Oh, well, maybe I could just open it in the case and, and take a look at it there. So, yeah, may, maybe you can do that, ma'am. Yeah. Let's talk about what's going on with these uh, with, with Chicago, man. This story is uh, it's getting a little crazy. We kind of derailed a little bit there, but uh, but here we go. From NBC Chicago, some suburban departments won't send officers to Chicago if needed 
amid vaccine battles. So we have what is I think it's 5,833 in Chicago officers out of something like 12,600 who are either not getting vaccinated or refusing to disclose or in complete defiance. They may get axed. Mm. And Lori Lightfoot's like, well, we don't need them anyway because we'll find a way. Yeah, they find a way by calling suburbs and saying, please send us your cops when they're having trouble. Now these suburban departments, some of them are like, mm, you're on your own. So this is a good uh, indication to, um, I don't know, get out of Chicago. <laughs> get out of cities. Yeah, get out of cities. It's, it's already bad cities. in Chicago. I mean, what are you getting <laughs> yeah, away right, from? Like, it's already horrible. <laughs> More children died in Chicago from gang violence than, than COVID. So, so that, that should tell you something. And uh, it's already a lawless place. Already so, most of the murders there go unsolved. So less police officers. I mean... Uh, they're just getting what they're voting for. So you're seeing this, by the way, the same movement now with uh, in Buckhead, which is the large and very prosperous uh, precinct or district of Atlanta, where yeah. they're saying they're suing for essentially to divorce themselves from the city. And I went on Jesse Kelly the other day, and he's a big proponent of national divorce. He says, this is what we need. It's going to happen. I said, we're not going to get a national divorce, Jesse, but we might get something more along the lines of national separation, right? It's like we're you know, we're, we're living in the same house, but you know, we're, we're sleeping in different bedrooms. We're dating other people, you know, but we're staying together for the sake of the normies. And I think you're going to see that more and more because if you look at Illinois as a state, right? It's, it's like a bright red state with the exception of Chicago, right? You know, being, it's just dark Chirac. blue, right? Chirac. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the same with a, a large majority of these states. Um, Western Maryland, by the way, has, you know, kind of a secession movement where they want to join up with, West Virginia. You're seeing this in a lot of different states. Parts in Western of, Maryland? In Western Maryland. Really? There's a part of that. We're um, in Western Maryland right now. We are. we are. Yes, yeah. we are. I like this. That's I'll, actually, have to look, I'll have to look into that. That's actually something that people are talking about. So the idea of breaking away and then joining other states that are maybe more conducive to your views. Uh, parts of Virginia are talking about this Colorado. as well. well parts County. of Colorado. Because... Yeah, West, West Virginia, I, th I think, agreed to accept... Or they, they said they would accept right. the Virginia counties if they do Because the problem with Virginia is that it's essentially been annexed through the blue suburbs of Washington, mm. D.C. Yep. And because they're so populated, it just, you know, the vote wise, it just crounces. And of course, you've seen the election you know, coming up. It really is the funniest thing in the world because uh, where we are right now. I think you're going to see it. I think we, you will see we, stuff like that. We are about from this house a minute to Virginia and West Virginia. So no, right. no, no joke. Yeah. Literally a minute. And, and so we're just talking about it now. By and that's the way. Loudoun County. That's Loudoun County. <laughs> right. And I think it's funny when we drive into Virginia for, you know, groceries or food and you see Gadsden flags everywhere. And right. I'm like, in this state? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No way, dude. Deep blue Democrat supermajority Gadsden flags. Yeah, I can't believe people stayed in Virginia because I go and I, I go to some of these farms and talk to people and they're like not – these people understand what's happening. And I'm like, why are you in Virginia? You know, you could literally just move a block away and Beautiful. freedom. Is it just they just don't move because it's too much of a hassle? Well, I don't think people care really. That gets into – I think that gets into there's still a very genteel – um, aristocratic kind of sense mm -hmm. with a lot of Virginians, a lot of the families that have been there for a long time. Like, like we are Virginians. We are going to stay in Virginia. This is what we do. This is who we are. We'd never leave. Right. You know, regardless of what happens, you know, the South shall rise again. Oh, you know, isn't, isn't, isn't the Gadsden flag like a symbol of Virginia, like a state flag or something? Well, no, no, the state, the state flag of Virginia is six emperor Tyrannus. Mm -hmm. Um, and Jeez, right. no, it is, it's right, right on the flag. Um, and I say that as a Pennsylvanian, but, um, the Gadsden flag is, that's more of like a 1776 revolution era flag. Right, right, right. Yeah. 
Yeah, but but you can get as your license plate in Virginia, I'm pretty sure. You can, yes. Dude, yeah, so. the, I was just looking at the state flag of Virginia. It's like a Roman dude standing on top yeah. of another guy with a crown on the ground next Wild. to him. That's yeah. epic. Well, so yeah. what's six semper tyrannis? What does that mean? Thus unto tyrants. Yes. And it's yeah. basically like the overthrow of the tyrant. Is it's, the, it's, it's what it's John Wilkes what Booth yelled John when Wilkes he assassinated Abraham Lincoln. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> 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 in space. Like, but he wasn't, wow. no, he wasn't the originator of that, of that phrase. Right. But supposedly it's, it's related to Julius Caesar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Brutus. Roman tyranny. Mm-hmm. Brutus. At two. <laughs> so, I think we're also we... seeing a big uh, population shift. I think we're seeing a lot of people who were right-wingers leave places like New York City, leave places like Chicago, leave places like Los Angeles, because it's just becoming more and more restrictive to, to live there. And that's why I think this kind of argument about the national divorce is starting up, because the lines are being drawn very seriously, where people who don't believe in the orthodoxy, don't believe in the narrative, can't live in New York City. Uh, New York City, just by the way, uh, publicly declared racism uh, a, a health emergency. God bless them. And they Finally. just doubled Finally. down on their vaccine mandates, getting rid of testing uh, as, a, wow. as a requirement for as an uh, New York City employees. Yeah, as an, as an alternative. There's so many black market. If you still live in New York City... We have friends that we have friends of the show. They come on periodically, yes, and there they live in New York. And I'm like, you're crazy. There's so yep. many black market Vax cards going around in I'm New York sure. right exactly. now. Exactly, wow. but that's the biggest. That's the hottest industry in New York City right now. A postcard. You've got to be willing to break the law to make it. Mm-hmm. Which the FBI said that they're going after and cracking down on people allegedly. Oh, they're probably saying wrong. that they're going to uh, be implementing felonies for people who fake right. their Vax cards. Yeah, but but but, but, again. but they also accept foreign Vax cards. Mm. Yeah. There's no jurisdiction for so I guess what what they've said is that if you use a fake vax card in any capacity it's fraud right but I don't know if that actually constitutes fraud it's it's a I, I guess you'd be violating a civil uh, well there's no law it's a decree and the the penalties on the business not the person entering the business and how would they know if a foreign vax card is real or not unless they've been to like you know i don't know the the maldives where they issued it or something well they don't a lot of this is just made up a lot of businesses are not complying with it a lot of businesses aren't even doing it uh like we saw with the san francisco story with in and out but uh new york city really getting rid of testing for people who don't want to be vaccinated and our city employees there's over 300,000 of them well, that, that, it, it's it's so ridiculous because it's it's so anti-science it's so counter their own narrative because People who do get the vaccine, according to the CDC, can get sick and can transmit the virus. But the, New York City is just limiting I, testing. I, 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 this keep, I, I yeah. don't want to keep having an argument about testing because the real issue is we shouldn't be mandating people show their papers. Nothing. Yeah, of course. And so there's a tendency among people to fall into the left's framing every single time. So they'll be like vaccine mandates. And then everyone starts saying, yeah, but what about natural immunity? And they go, oh, I guess you're right. OK, mandates with some exceptions. No, no mandates. I didn't need my ID or a vax card to go shopping before. And I don't think we should do that now. You want to talk about kids going to public schools? We'll have a conversation about the, the, the research and the legislation for that. No mandates. I don't care what they are, or what they're for. Absolutely agree. Um, but I think it's also important to counter their narratives because it's just so ridiculous and so nonsensical. And sadly, there's still some people in the middle that, that are so confused with, with the fear mongering, with the constant flip flopping that they don't know what to make their minds about. So I think clarifying a lot of this nonsense to them is important. Sure, I think it's we wonderful. Can, we can I mention think... the cops are, uh, even in New York, you've got cops that are pissed off. You got FDNY pissed off. They're saying you're violating our union contracts. Mm-hmm. And if you're in Chicago, oh, you probably already know how bad the crime can be. Huh. Now imagine it getting worse. Suburbs saying, we're not going to help you. This is your problem. You've got cops in Seattle 
walking off the job, turning in their boots. The boots. Yeah, turning in their boots saying we quit. Good for them. Yeah. People saying no. Continue. So this is why I say this, folks. Enjoy get, your leadership. Get out of cities mm-hmm. for at least, I don't know, the next five years, maybe more. Just th- this is a downward spiral. Mm-hmm. This is something that I, I hear that Schellenberger talked a little bit about this, but didn't talk about some of the money that, um, you know, that's being put up behind these people like Chesa Boudin and Larry Krasner. A lot of this is Soros money, uh, huge left-wing institutional money that's going to support these guys who, let's just call it what it is. They're pro-crime. They're allowing crime to be committed in these cities. Uh, in Philadelphia, they're stopping traffic stops. Just traffic stops are now not going to be done in the city of Philadelphia yeah. um, because they claim it's racist. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. New York City, you could shoot up with drugs and the cops can't do anything yeah, about so it. So they have this area in Philadelphia called um, Kensington, and it's uh, they call it the Kensington Beach because it's essentially an open-air drug market where you can go, and so many people are doing drugs there. They're shooting up in public and then kind of like passed out on the ground. It looks like they're, you know, guys tunning themselves at the beach. They call it Kensington Beach. And there's oh. a few, there's a few like Instagram accounts and YouTubes where you can go and just see the absolute depravity and dregs of human society. I saw one video. It was a um, woman with a uh, newborn baby and still had the umbilical cord on, and she was just lying there on the ground. <gasps> Wow. wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's that's your cities right now in the United States. So And it's only going to get country. that much worse. It's getting worse. I know it feels minute. like things are bad. No, <laughs> this is just but the it's beginning. Get worse. People don't get it either, man. They yeah. they really don't. Like the Washington Post, they're like Maybe instead of being upset about there not being food on the shelves, lower your expectations. Yeah. No, see that? No, no, no. There's, there's a backstory to that, to that op-ed. So that op-ed, I've been told, was planted by Kamala Harris's press team. Because, wow. yes. yes. To, to, Wouldn't like, surprise me. To, to, to generate hatred for, for herself? <laughs> no, generate hatred towards Joe Biden. Oh. So to make his head blow up, to make Ron Klain and Jill Biden. So this has been my whole theory of the case. And I've been reporting this, uh, you know, for months now. Uh, we just had the leaked audio from the White House from my insider. My whistleblower came out on this with the vaccine mandates that what, what one of the big friction points between the two sides, we know Kamala Harris and Joe Biden, they've ne- they were never friends, right? It was a shotgun marriage. You know, he wanted Klobuchar originally, but then when Black Lives Matter took <laughs> off, marriage. you know, and when a- that took off, they, they, the party basically said, you need to choose Kamala Harris. So they've been doing everything they can because they can see, and, and even Rasmussen had the story today, uh, 54% of voters now believe that Biden is in cognitive decline. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, of course. and that everyone kind of knows that Kamala Harris is the freight train that's coming forward. So Jen Psaki, Ron Klain, and Jill Biden are doing everything they can to say, you know, throw sand on the tracks and, you know, delay the inevitable. Oh, we're going to give her immigration. Oh, we're going to give her climate change. Oh, we're going to give her the border. We're going to give her all this stuff. It doesn't matter because no matter what you try to do to sag her down, 
you're not going to help Joe now Biden. Now think about this, He's right? He's still the Titanic. <laughs> I want you to imagine something. In, in this reality, Joe Biden is a fumbling, bumbling idiot. Mm-hmm. He's screwing everything up. He's our Yeltsin. And Kamala is coming for him because this is her chance. But now I want to rewind and present to you an alternate theory, an alternate reality, where they all, Obama and Biden and Hillary and the Democratic establishment sit down and they say, this is going to be rough for us. If we win in 2020, we're going to have to reverse Donald Trump's policies because they helped too many poor people. And we need this country to be torn and gutted. But people will get mad at us. So what do we do? So Joe Biden says, look, I'm old. Give me one term to reverse Trump's policies Mm. and destroy this country. And then I'll take the heat for it. And then what does Obama say? You don't have to do this, Joe. Remember that quote? Yes. That's what he really meant. Joe was being a hero to the Democrats, (laughs) taking the fall. And Kamala... Right now, as the as the Washington Post was like, um, Madam Vice President, uh, Democratic Party, we'll do whatever you say. Do you want me to press post right now? And then Kamala Harris is like, <laughs> do it. <laughs> and then they press enter and a tear rolls down. And then Joe, Joe walks up to her and puts his hand on her shoulder and says, it's okay. It needs to be this way. She's like, but they'll never know what you did for this country. Oh my it's like, gosh. no, I can be that hero. Yeah, no, I don't see it. I, I think I think Kamala Harris, she think of it. She goes from a staffer to the mayor of San Francisco to becoming the DA of San Francisco to becoming the attorney general of California to becoming the senator of California oh, no. to becoming the vice president. And she will be, ladies and gentlemen, embrace it. Embrace it. Oof. She will be no. the first female president you. of the United States. Selected, not elected. Oh my but but what I've also been told on this. She wants to pick another woman to be the vice president. I hope she picks Pelosi. So you'll have a full oh, female. Actually, I've heard um, uh, Whitner is the one that she's oh looking at. Oh, yes. All oh, female. Oh. Admi- the future is female, folks. The future is female. The future is civil war. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the future you know, because because look, look. When we say that, we all start vomiting like <laughs> in our mouths a little bit. They're saying the same thing about Trump. They're like, Trump's going to run, and it's going to be Trump again. And oh, he's going to run. He it's is. civil war, dude. You're, if you have a Kamala Harris-Trump ticket, it's just like... <laughs> Versus Trump. Right. Right. Yeah, no, sorry. Not, not together. Yeah, no, no not together. Yeah, no. Kamala Whitmore ticket. I mean, that's just... Oh, that's it. No oh. way. Wow. Yeah, think about that. So, that, I mean, that's that's I mean, where, I, that's just, where I live. Maybe, you got to be ahead. Maybe oh. Trump just wins in a landslide at that point. I mean, yeah. if you look at the Whoa. polls right now, even like Quinnipiac and some of like the more left and Quinnipiac is died in the wool yeah. blue poll. And they're basically saying that Trump would win if he ran today. So they're going to use this as an excuse and be like, Biden can't do it. Biden's going to be like, you know, I did my best. And uh, the economy is better than whatever. Ever. Well, it'll well, probably be like um, it'll probably be like, you know. <laughs> Oh, there's a there's a heart issue, or there's something. Like you're you're yeah. not going to actually see the 25th Amendment, but behind the scenes, it'll be like, Joe, I know that you failed the cognitive test, right? I know that you couldn't draw the clock. I know that you couldn't say, you know, purple monkey dishwasher. And so, you know, either you resign, or I'm going to go through this thing and destroy your legacy. I just thought of a really good idea for a meme because I've been watching House. Mm-hmm. You know. I'd love to see just like someone put Biden's face over the patient when he's like, turn it on a shot with a pressure. <laughs> and then you have House trying to diagnose it. House, yeah. He's like, yeah, he's like, you could, they, we could random, ro- you could rotoscope it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You could be like, you know, the, the patient has tics, stumbling and falling down the stairs. 
you know, failing to speak properly, and then, slurring and then, speech. What is the diagnosis? And then the next team, and then the next scene is the team when they always have that team scene where they're like, like, could it be? Because it sarcoidosis? Sarcoidosis? Autoimmune? Lupus? Is it autoimmune? <laughs> it's uh, it's never. Wait, then whose house though? Is it? It's just house. It's just house. It's just him, yeah. But then you could have like Trump in there, I guess. And then it's and then Trump comes in. And he's just like he's falling apart. He's not doing very well. He's not doing. Do you guys see this? Um, this breaking Trump news, by the way. He's he's announced he's launching social a social media, media, media network. You saw this? Yep. <laughs> Yep, trying it again. He's a little too uh, late, I would say. Yeah. A little Man. late to the show. Oh, wait, no. Hold on a second. I've got breaking news. My mom just texted me. She says, take off your jacket. People are saying your T-shirt <laughs> oh, no. says IP USA. No, it's, it's just IP USA. All right, mom, for you, I'm going to do it. She's down in Florida right now. Let's talk about – let's go back. We were talking about Soros for a minute, okay? We got this story from the Daily Mail. Magnificent mile no more. Chicago is blighted by shoplifting as another American city goes down the toilet because its left-wing AG stops prosecuting shoplifters who steal less than $1,000 of goods. It's a viral video of people. So the Mag Mile, for people who don't know Chicago, is this like strip of, you know, just really nice shops. It's like touristy? Yeah, it's touristy. I don't know. Is it Michigan Avenue? Yeah, Michigan. And uh, they've got their, you know, Forever 21 and Gucci or whatever. But there's a video of these people running in and just like young men stealing a bunch of stuff and then running out. It's very, very um, reminiscent it's very, of it's so progressive. San Francisco. It's so progressive, I just, it, I, I just love the idea that um, seemingly like as if it's coordinated, yeah. another city says anything under a thousand bucks, we will not prosecute. What do you think happens when you're like, bro, if you come out and you say – um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, marijuana possession is now decriminalized, 30 grams or less or whatever they did in whatever state. And then people are going to be like, okay, and they'll go get some. And then yep, when you're like, yep. we're also going yep, to yep, decriminalize, grams, I'm good. decriminalizing stealing stuff under a thousand bucks, they're going to be like, all right, they're going to walk in and, and they're going to, they're going to hold their bag and they're going to scan every item. And it's 991, say, 992. No, 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 they're going to, they're going to have a bag of groceries, yeah. scan it at the self checkout. It'll say 899.99 and they'll go, thank you. And they'll walk out without, Literally without paying. Leave. Good to and, go. And the police officers don't even want to respond to any of these calls. We were talking about this with Michael, what was his name? Schellenberger? Schellenberger. Schellenberger yesterday since he worked with uh, Soros, of course. So, so this is something that Soros has been making. And he was a huge, Soros guy. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. A huge, wow. a huge impact on. When, when it comes to setting policies that directly affect people. Now, when you look at storefronts that are affected, it's not just the big box stores. It's also middle class. It's also small businesses that are affected here. There's a big conspiracy online saying that a lot of the big billionaires are actually financing this. So everything goes digital and, and real stores are kind of thrown and kicked out of existence. And already there was kind of this retail apocalypse that we were seeing just a few years ago because of the internet that started. This apocalypse has been made worse. But when these laws are implemented and stores are barren because people are just get, gathering their friends, coming in there 10 deep, 20 deep, and just taking whatever they want as, as long as it's under $1,000 and able to get away with it. What is that going to lead? That's going to lead a lot of these stores not being open, everything to be more digitized. So there's a theory going around that this is even bigger and that George Soros and other people are involved here in order to push this retail apocalypse. Now, again, that's a lot of assertions, but uh, in our modern day, nothing and you will be happy. exactly you'll have no body and you'll be happy. And then you also have a that's war on cash that way, because when you have a war on retail, you have a war on kind of free enterprise, people being able to exchange goods with cash anonymously. Uh, instead of just having everything track traced in database but, online, but wouldn't you want to be plugged into your own personal matrix? The metaverse, excuse me. Yeah, it's the, called meta- the metaverse. Mark Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg calls it the metaverse. Well, now. listen, listen. You look outside your window in Chicago, and what do you see? Crime, hmm. 
gun battles, gangs, and you say to yourself, I am going to plug into the Oasis, Mark Zuckerberg's metaverse. That's Ready Player One, the Oasis. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, see, Ready Player One was transhumanist propaganda because (laughs) they want you to think it'll be like the Oasis. Oh, it'll be this cool video game, and we get to, you know, all play, and it'll be like all our favorite games and movies, and there's this whole John Hughes thing. I read the book, too. I even read Ready Player Two. I like the books, but... That's not what it's going to be like, right? Because it's going to be like, remember, he lives in a trailer park, this giant yeah. trailer park. The that's going to the stacks. That's going to be the whole world. They kill his family. They kill his mom. <laughs> yeah, they right? crush her, right? Yeah, they crush her. Jeez. And so, and there's like, there's like this corporate drone strike that like takes her out and his entire neighborhood. That's going to be the world. And then you're not going to be someone who has like a physical, you know, uh, self other than some like corpulent ball of goo right you're going to be like in wall-e right now you'll get you, you know sure in the real like have you seen surrogates yeah so it's, uh, for those that aren't familiar surrogates are the movie where everyone has a robot version of themselves right. but like in the beginning this like two people uh mean it's like a hot chick and a guy and then when they, they try to track they get murdered because this device can kill them through the surrogate surrogates okay. are basically robots that you you control from your house for safety reasons and then they track this guy, the, the, the woman down. Turns out it's a big, morbidly obese man right. using a woman body. So a, a lot of this, people think they're going to live in this digital, virtual world where they will be what you know, whatever their whatever their self-identified person is, or you know. But if if you actually think about it, whenever it comes to these authoritarian ideologies, the low the low ranking individuals who foment it by you know protesting or rioting or demanding it think there's going to be some beautiful new world. It's going to be, we're going to have all this free stuff. I love that meme, right? Where the guy said, what do you, what are you going to do once communism is established? (laughs) And then he's like, oh, probably take some art classes, hang out with my friends, do some uh, farm classes on, uh, on my farm. And then maybe you go to the store, and then someone's like, "Your farm." Hilarious. These people don't get it. Hilarious. No, no I actually saw a good it's one of be those. Like Black I saw a twist on that actually recently. The Gulag version, where they were saying it. No, no, no. It was. Um, <laughs> it was one where they were saying. Uh, uh, so what do you want to do in the new world? And it was like a woman. And they go, oh, well, you know, just like kind of raise my family, take care of my kids, maybe do some gardening, you know, sort of hang mm-hmm. out, read, write, write some poetry. And they said, so you want to be a trad wife? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're, yep. they're like, no. Your kids. Yeah, yeah your right. kids. Our yeah. kids. I saw a similar kids. meme of an NPC being like, during communism, I'm going to write poetry and study uh, <laughs> and, and practice my slam poetry. And then uh, it, it's another NPC with a machine gun in the next frame saying, off to the ghoul. No, 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 no. no, no the, the better one is it's a, cry, it's a guy with glasses and like a hipster haircut and it's green and he's crying. And he said, there must be some mistake. I'm a, I'm a web blogger. I should be writing stories. And the guy pointing the gun says, shut up and break the rocks. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's the future. There, there must be some mm-hmm. mistake. I, I supported all of this. Uh-huh. There's now, a reason to, to we be, don't talk to, about to, the Mensheviks anymore. To be fair, though. If they do this metaverse thing where they want you to spend most of your life in a digital world. Controlled by Mark Zuckerberg. Sure. Mm. The, the, the problem isn't going to – it's going to be Brave New World. It's not going to be this like – it's not going to be a digital gulag. It's going to be a digital – It's a pleasure palace. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They're going to they're gonna be giving you all of the great things you want. And if you defy them, they take those things away from You'll you. You'll be getting paid to eat digital food instead of real food. Weird. Like if you're hungry, they'll be like, eat this digital broccoli for a token. And then you'll do it. And you'll, you'll, skip, you'll skip a meal because it'll be hard to get food to people. 
so mm-hmm. the, this will be ways to if they can if they can do true and like then immersive more, and then, what and then you get like a, a dose of nutrients in the real world yeah they'll be so inject, so like, like injectable yeah. nutrient paste or something I just picked up oh, a man, MSN man. a Business Insider article Jack Dorsey mocks Zuckerberg's metaverse plan saying it's dystopian <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> oh really oh, Jack wow. Come on. I think Jack's Dude. more legit than people give him credit for but he's not in a position but that's with, my point that oh, what's he gonna, he's what's a gonna billionaire oh yeah that he just how much money did he give away to like social justice causes spare me but the dude's a coward i mean regarding twitter he's not in a position with twitter to do anything with twitter anymore he, he could, sold the company basically yeah but he could buy up large portions of it back he's got he square to. and he's yeah. working with bitcoin he, he doesn't care dude you know bards. i have heard he could get in the fight i have heard enough from yeah. him he's speaking Just, out against no, the, no 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 I don't, I don't, I have heard so much from this guy about what he was planning to do for the past several years. He never does. Well, sometimes you do and it then in what secret. happens is you, he says, I'm going to make a social media platform that's crypto based on the blockchain. So you can't ban people. And then he does nothing. But when he says it, everyone's like, Oh, yeah, look at Jack Dorsey. So now he comes out and he's like, Mark Zuckerberg's dystopian. And people are like, Oh, oh yeah, Jack Dorsey. Shut up. He's not doing anything. See, this is how I feel about John Stewart. That's well, exactly well, how my, I feel about I, I John think Stewart. Zuckerberg. And I agree with you on Zarcy, by yeah. the way. I feel the same way about Elon Musk. Yo, Bongino is threatening to walk away from his entire yeah. syndicated well, radio Well, it's just words. Show. I yeah. mean, we're all talking about people well, just talking right now. I still think Zuckerberg... Steve Bannon's not... Steve Bannon Steve was Bannon's like, not. shove it. Yeah. And they're like, we're going to arrest well, him. He's well, like, shove let it. Me, let, me, let me... And I'll... You know, just because I've actually read the um, the legal filings from Bannon's lawyers and from his team. And like, he and I haven't discussed this or anything, even though you know I, I, you know, I co-host on War Room a lot. Um, so I've had like a ton of people hitting me up. Oh, what's Steve going to do? What's Steve going to do? It's right there in the filings. He's pointed out that he did testify to in front of Mueller. He did go to the Senate. He did go to the House. He's testified three separate occasions. And he actually says that he'd be happy to testify again. But uh, it's, the floor vote's not going to. They want to ask him about. Well, this, this is the legal side. He wants to. They want to ask him about his conversations with Trump. And the thing is. When he had those conversations with Trump, this is prior to January 20th. That means Trump was the sitting president yeah, of the United right. States. Executive privilege. That's under executive privilege. This, the House, which is part of Congress, is part of the legislative branch. And it's, and the Supreme Court has held this for a long time that those branches, that this is a check against right, each right, other. Yeah. But, but Jack, laws don't matter when you, no, are, no, no, when, not, when you run yeah, an yeah, empire. Yeah. Look what they did to Michael Flynn. Look what they did to so many other people that stood in their way. They, they took them down. I still believe Dorsey and Zuckerberg are just front people, in my personal opinion, a part of the larger kind of agenda that they're pushing. Well, the larger agenda is ESGs from BlackRock and them essentially giving, an ESG is a corporate social credit score. So BlackRock has the money because they've been given these loans. They can get it directly from the Fed through the Cantillion effect, right? You're getting, they're, get, they're not seeing the inflation on their end. But then if anybody else wants the investment, if anybody else wants to boost their stocks through BlackRock buying whatever percentage they're buying of you, you know, do they have 7% of Pfizer today, 4% of Pfizer today? It fluctuates. Um, I was actually talking to a guy about this and he, he owns a utilities company in Pennsylvania. And he was saying like, BlackRock has been buying and selling our stock for years and they won't even talk to us. Like we've tried to reach out to them and they won't even get on the phone with us and they'll be spending millions and millions of dollars because of this. And when they go into it, they'll say, what, what's, what's the purpose? We have no idea. But now when you see Larry Fink and the rest of them pushing these ESGs, it's essentially you've got a bunch of Wall Street boomers that are saying, oh, we've got $9 trillion in assets as a money management firm. So how do we then impose our vision of this utopia yes. on everybody else while they come up with these ESGs? And if you want access to that capital, you've got to go along with your corporate social credit score. What's ESG mean? Environmental social governance. 
What is it exactly? It's a corporate social credit score. So it's the idea. It's a score that even Zuckerberg is going to be under. So even Twitter is going to be under that. If you, it's, it's base. it's literally like a corporate social credit, a corporate social credit score. And it's, and it's, and I'm happy you brought this up because I remember researching this a little bit. And this is all the great reset. The great reset, reset, but it's also the woke agenda. It, it, It explains why some of the, so many of these same policies are kind of brought out in unison by all these very powerful forces all at once, and they kind of double down on them. But that's why we see the Pope literally work with MasterCard and Visa and meet with them in order to push for the Great Reset, in order to try to implement it as fast as they can. And again, they outline everything they're doing. It's in their own documents. It's on their website. They brag about it. The World Economic Forum literally makes very clear about super this. futuristic videos about how glorious everything's going to be, how fun everything's going to be, how convenient and better everything's going to be when you you know, you just you just give up those pesky rights. Huh. You just give up those pesky have, civil liberties or your freedoms you and liberties. Have you seen yes, Kingsman? of course. Yeah, that was uh... here, here. Here's the most important takeaway, though. They're doing a new Kingsman, in, right? Yeah, third one. Yeah. Uh, so it's in, a prequel, in, though. Right. I think yeah. in the movie Kingsman, a tech billionaire is trying to figure out how to stop global warming by having the poor people all purge themselves, and he gives the elites a device to protect them. But the most important takeaway from that film is that the leader of Kingsmen is in on it. Right. Mm-hmm. So when you get the Pope coming out, like the, the, the leaders are all like agreeing about this. <laughs> Listen, I actually pulled this out before I came out today. World Economic Forum 2016 from the Global Future Councils. Welcome to the year 2030. Welcome to my city, or should I say our city. What? I don't own anything. I don't own a car. I don't own a house. I don't own any appliances or clothes. It might seem odd to you, but it makes perfect sense for us in this city. Everything you considered a product has now become a service. That's most communist. So, so like when you wake up, a guy clothes you or what? No, it's like so. Like borrowing clothes. No, it's like you rent, yeah. you'll rent clothes. Like the way you rent a tux or there's like rent, rent the one rent, way. Yeah. It's, it's already started. Right? Is, rent, what about retirement? Does that so just you, you no rent retirement? It, and then you have them for like a week. You wear the clothes. Then you put them back to the service. Then you get the next one. And if you yep. say, I hate the government, they take your clothes away? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, they shut off your ability to be able to buy stuff, to be able to go if to you the supermarket. Your, if you want to open yeah. your smart fridge. Are they going like, yeah. to try and electrically shock brains to pacify people? Is that what well, they ha- I, I haven't read anything about that in the World Economic Forum documents and, and what they kind of strive to achieve. But everything's out there on their website. They did delete that one famous article where they said, you will own yeah, nothing, you will have no out. privacy, and you will right. be happier than ever. They deleted that. <laughs> So you have to actually go and Didn't they try to say like, oh it. no, this was a submission yes. to a thing and it wasn't, I'm like, your logo is on the video. <laughs> yeah. But they're literally talking about controlling so many aspects of your existence. I mean, Bill Gates is right, this literally, is, this is the clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bill Gates is of course on board with this. He's working and financing technology that will literally have implantable microchips that will control if you could have children with an on and off what? button. Yes. Look up Bill Gates microchips funding in a way that could control your fertility on and off ele- uh, through electricity. So so they're working on controlling... I don't, I don't believe you. I don't care. What's that, what's that right there? Up. The fertility chip. Yes, yes. If, no, this is a false claim from Reuters. What is, what, what, no, what, no, that was... All, the false claim was about coronavirus. Yes. 
So, the so some people are con- con- conflating this with coronavirus. It has nothing to do with coronavirus. The this is just the, what is this? What yes. is this? Th- this is what I'm talking about. This is what Bill Gates is financing. He's literally financing an implantable oh, oh, chip. Oh, it's a birth control. Yeah. Exactly. Pregnancy tracker. That people... Yeah. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, yeah. hold on. Yeah. I got no problem with you saying that Bill Gates wants to create a chip that can turn off fertility. Exactly. But as long as you, you, you give us the full framing of it. Yes. Bill Gates is working on what they say is a pregnancy tracking app and, uh, well, I don't know what this website is. Glassroom. And fertility activity, they say some invasive, blah, blah, blah. The, the general idea is that women would be able to have birth control or something. No, no, not just that. It, it's about controlling fertility with an on and off button that someone else will control. So this is another layer. Remote control contraceptive chip available wow. by 2018. Yes, thank you, thank, thank you. Uh, all right, all right, and the right. article's from 2014. Now, right, it's from 2014. They say the chip is implanted under a woman's skin, releasing a small dose of levonorgestrel, a yeah, hormone. Birth control. This will happen every day for 16 Gates. years, but can be stopped at any time by using a wireless remote control. The project has been, has been backed by Bill Gates. There's a big difference between some a woman wanting birth control and being like, I can turn it off when I decide to have a kid, yeah. and Bill Gates... Financing like, this. It doesn't I'm say gonna, that you can turn okay, it on. All, all I'm saying Dude. is Bill Gates is financing this, and Bill Gates is all along with this great economic, uh, you know, the, the great reset. He's going along with this agenda, and he's creating technological uh, evolutions we're talking about literally uh, vr so what makes you think that yeah, this is not going to be a part like of it they're going to force you to not be able to have kids when in reality it's yeah. people choosing not to have kids yes and no on certain levels because if they're controlling your existence through vr what makes you think that they won't move into another step i mean this is technology that china would have loved to have a few years ago that right. they would have yeah. implemented right away so when we're talking about vr headsets and con- controlling our this reality BBC, through this by the way reporting. this is this is another layer to it that people need to understand because there is a large portion of people pushing this that do talk about the need of reducing the world population of getting rid of of people because they pollute and we have to have uh, climate change effective green policies that get rid of people. So when you have Bill Gates being able to create a technology that could turn people's fertility on and off, you know, that switch, that power is something that we should be talking about, especially when it comes to, you know, theorizing. I'm not saying this is going to happen directly, but I'm saying the technology is being built. Their plans are kind of out there in their own websites, on their own documents. They're talking about it themselves. So when they're implementing a lot of this, you should be concerned and you should raise questions. That's all I'm saying so here. When I, I'm not saying I have a pro- I have a prophecy of what's going to happen here because no one does. That, that reminds me of a story. So when I lived in China, um, I was visiting um, – it was a friend of mine who had basically an uncle that lived out in the countryside from Shanghai – and in the county where he lived, he had one of the largest factories and he ran it and did, ran it very well. Um, it was a toy factory. And because he ran it so well, the, uh, the county party chairman wanted to reward him. And as a reward, he was allowed to have a second child. Whoa. Yes. So, and I remember meeting, you know, and this is just, you know, my, my friend's uncle and his two kids. And I remember just hanging out with the family and we're just, you know, playing around, doing whatever. But then sitting there thinking that this human being, this person that I'm like just, you know, rolling the ball back and forth with, they exist because the Chinese Communist Party decided that due to your loyalty and your leal service yes. to the party and to the country, that you can be allowed to create an extra life. Exactly. And had he not, by the way, 
they would have taken it away. And the same globalist that that implemented and inspired and put into place the child uh, the Chinese one child policy that implemented that everything that has China become are the same people or the same minds or the same quote intellectuals behind the World Economic this Forum. This has been my theory of the case as well. Exactly. That the World Economic Forum and the Great Reset are America and the West's answer to China, the CCP exactly. program and the authoritarian. They system. want they want you the system. to live like like people are living in China right now. They want social credit score, Absolutely. and they're going to bring layers to this that are mind-boggling and at first people think you're crazy when you bring up what they could potentially do to you but but when they have the technology when they're building this we have to start asking but see here's here's the difference the difference is in the west because we have a tradition of personal choice that they don't have in the east there will be it won't necessarily be that they can control the remote they'll tell but they'll sit there and say oh you should do this It'll be better for the country. It'll be better for the environment, better for the planet, better for the future. This or is cancel the, culture. This is the anti-natalist movement or a cancel culture, right? will come up. So all of these various uh, propaganda campaigns will be pushed throughout society. Um, you'll see propaganda movies. You'll see propaganda Netflix. You'll see propaganda TV shows all talking about pushing these issues that yeah. go along well, with well, the Well, it's gender. a combination. It's like Brave New World that they do it through uh, pleasure and 1984. It's a combination of yeah. both worlds coming together. Yesterday, I said it was like Revenge of the Nerds and 1984. <laughs> but in reality, when you look at the techniques that they're using to pacify the general public, a lot well, of let it me, has let it me throw with, this with on pleasing them, brainwashing them. And, and there's also a part of it. It's the carrot and the stick. And that's how they are going to implement a lot of I this. I know exactly what to say to bring up what Luke is talking about because it's through the lens of something that we're seeing every day. Look at what they're saying about the unvaccinated. Look at the way they're saying that unvaccinated people should not be given priority in hospitals. Now what happens if unvaccinated people go to the hospital and they say, oh, I need a C-section. I'm having a problem with my pregnancy. I need an emergency C-section. Oh, but you're unvaccinated. Mm. Yep. Right? What happens then? Yeah. There's already well, people. Well, well, ma'am, your, if we your, continue your down social credit score is actually quite impressive, but your baby is registering a zero, and <laughs> we can't help the baby if that's the case. It's already happening in Italy. This there's a lot of the, We were talking about the video yesterday. There's people being denied medical services. There's people being denied organ transplants in the United States because – let's be honest here, they don't have the right social credit score paper please uh, approval system by the federal government. And and when we're living in a society that's already this divisive, this discriminatory, where they're saying die unless do what the government wants you to do, I mean, this is a level that it's it's very hard Dude, to go back from. Luke, you just go to the government website. You don't even have to think <laughs> don't about even have it. To think. Exactly. That's 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 <laughs> the thinking that's going to lead us down to living like the average person in China right now. I think one of the things that were, uh, concerns me about the remote control contraceptive chip that they're talking about is that it's always on. So if a woman gets it in her body at the age of fourteen, it's always on, and the remote control turns it off. But if the remote control malfunctions. She's, it's always on and she can no longer have kids. Women. Who's controlling the remote control? What, what percentage of women are being medicated with hormonal treatments at a young age already? Huge. Like a large number of them. Huge. Yes. And we're start, you're starting now to, by the way, see the pushback against this because people are talking about the absolutely horrific side effects of birth control and what it does to women. Um, yeah, I mean, it used to be a punchline. Hillary Clinton attacked um, Breitbart for talking about this during the during the election, but and I think they were just a little bit ahead of the curve. And now everybody's talking about this. Yeah, I used to think birth control, whatever. Now it's like I, I respect a woman that doesn't want to use it. Yeah, kind of like I, I I think people need to realize that it's a it, it's a 
hormonal treatment. It's going to change the way you hormonal think. Exactly. I, I, re- yes. I, re- I remember reading a story where they said that women who are about to get married should get off birth control for six weeks and then uh, check to see if they enjoy the smell of their fiance. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because what was happening was a lot of- I remember of, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Women w- would be on birth Weird. control. They'd be like, I'm going to marry this guy. Then they, as soon as they got married, okay, let's have a kid, get off birth control. And she'd be like, whoa, he smells really bad and I don't want to have kids with him. It's like, yeah, because yeah. the hormonal treatment you were on was changing. I'm going gonna, gonna to keep mind. going on this Alex Jones track. Do Plus, it. the birth control can't be filtered out and is passed on to a lot of people unknowingly. Bill Gates is going to get the microchip. The bumblebees are going to be involved here. Hold on. Are you saying that these female hormones from the birth control are going in the water where there are frogs? Yes. Yes. Thank you. We did it. We did it. But but it, but it but it's true. It's having a, a neurological They're turning the frogs gay. exactly. It's right? having a nuclear <laughs> neurological effect on, on so gay. many different people. And what are the effects? Well, you could see record low uh, record uh, infertility. Uh, we <laughs> see sperm be, counts going down. You'll be infertile and you'll be happy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, there's a big component to this with limiting. Uh, human growth, limiting people having the ability to have their own children. So th- there is, there's so the, a lot. The biggest, there's so the many layers thing, to this. You know, I see with this and, and, you know, like, you know, people say like, Oh, Jack, how did you come serve? Like, no, I, I, you know, I was raised Catholic. My whole family's Catholic, both sides all the way back. You know, that's how we look at things. And the more and more, this is one of the dangers of transhumanism. And Joe Allen out there mm-hmm. is a great guy who writes on this. You know, one of the biggest dangers of that is that the more and more you, uh, cybericize yourself, the more and more you give yourself your autonomy, your physical self over to your neurological self over to these machines, right? The more you hook yourself up to these machines and become like a Darth Vader type creature, then you're cutting yourself off from any type of spiritual life. You're cutting yourself off from any kind of transcendent um, experiences that you could be having through prayer, through meditation, um, if you're more on the secular side, but you know, you are not going to be able to do that. Why? Yeah. Because your own thoughts are going to be controlled by these mechanisms. There's a reason they go after your pineal gland. I could so, continue on this track. Well, no. I'm going to so stop. I, I, I pulled stop. up the source. We got it from NPR. Right, Have you checked with we got, the clockwork elves? <laughs> after show material right here. I pulled up the story from NPR, and what they actually say is there's some other stories saying that the estrogen in the water is actually less than 1% is from improperly disposed of uh, medications. Mm -hmm. What they, what NPR does say though is plastics leach BPA into your water. And it is an estrogenic chemical. So it mimics estrogen. Don't touch your seats. So if you're drinking, we got these beautiful glass bottles here. This is Timcast Pure. This was fantastic, double, by the way. I just finished that. Double nine-stage filter. That's 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 water right there, baby. Biosphenol A. Not all plastic has it in it, but Stay a lot away. of it did until recently. Stay away from seed oils. Don't trust uh, or was it? Don't touch receipts because of the material receipts. Yeah, I heard about that too. Yeah. That also wreck your testosterone. My, yeah. my brother talks about. So there's the soy boy thing. Get it away from me, CBS. <laughs> a lot of conservatives were like the these these hip, hipsters are eating so much soy, it's making them effeminate. And uh, so my brother w- was talking about this. He, he was like, yeah, but soy is a phytoestrogen. It's a weaker form of estrogen. So actually, the natural estrogens in your body would be displaced. Yeah, it we started we, we started talking about it. And I think what we actually what, what actually ended up saying was, well, hold on a minute. If a dude is getting a small amount of estrogen that's potent, but then gets a massive flood of less potent estrogen, but still more of it, it will have a estrogenic effect on the, on the man feminizing him. And for women who are getting a larger amount of stronger estrogen, 
They're now having that blocked by phytoestrogens. So it's effectively androgenizing men and women. Hey, speaking of, we just got glass bottles. In all all seriousness, I know huge, I mentioned my mom's watching, but huge shout out, by the way, to to my grandmother passed Mm -hmm. away in 2012, but she was talking about all this stuff in the 1990s. Good for her. She was so far ahead of the curve, literally all the things we just discussed. And, you know, it used to be one of those things where like, okay, grandma, whatever, <laughs> you know, and she would go to, there wasn't Whole Foods at the time, but she would go and she would get organic and she would put things in Tupperware and bring her own food everywhere. She's like, I don't want chemicals. I want real food. I don't want anything messing with that stuff. I don't want the estrogen that's in everything. I don't want the estrogen that's in the meat, by the way, because of what they give factory processed um, animals. And she was 100% right about so much of this stuff. 100% right. Everybody talks about it now, cutting edge. And she actually wrote something uh, before she passed away that I rec- years ago I recorded like as an audiobook just to, you know, she would give it out at her church and stuff to people. And I was, I keep wondering, like, will I be incredibly sued by the FTC if I just go back and re release that thing? That'd be awesome. You know, we have so many farms around here. We, uh, we took a ride. We stopped at this little, uh, little farm stand and the gentleman there was selling fresh tenderloins from a, a neighboring farm. Yeah. And it was clean, grass fed right there on the spot. And he was like, you could eat it raw. It's, it's clean meat. And we, uh, we, we cooked it up yep. pretty, uh, medium rare. Amazing. Yep. You don't know what you're getting when you go to these supermarkets and you're getting corn fed beef and you're getting yep. salmon. They dye, you know, reddish orange because they're actually gray fish from yep. the farm. You every, don't know you're every, a single, every single one of my grandparents had a jowka. And in Polish, that means just a plot of land uh, that you could farm on. So they would always farm their own food because in, in Poland, a lot of the buildings and it's were, not big. It's like a yeah, it's a small it's plot, small, but yeah, you grow really your own small. fruit. You you grow your own vegetables. You have a little farm that's dedicated to you. And there's these little plots outside of these major buildings uh, because communists it just had this kind of brutalist architecture where they had these huge. Uh, buildings where everyone was just crammed into. And uh, when whenever there was room, they would create these little plots where people would grow their own food because during communism, there's not a lot of food. So, so every single one of my grandparents uh, made sure that when we they were always made their own food. When we were visiting sort of the, you know, the Posobiec, um hometown back in, in Poland, it's near, uh, it's like an hour outside of uh, Krakow. And it's near Zhezhov, you know, that is like kind of, uh, kind of, no. kind of towards Lviv, like towards the border, um, Lvov, I should say, for my Polish friends out there that, you know, you would just, you wake up and you go around town and it's like, okay, you know, across the street, Bob's got the chickens. Let me get some eggs. Then you go down here. Yeah. All right. So we get yeah. some fish There's going. There's people in open markets you know, selling the their butcher, produce. Like wet a, markets. Yeah. Know, we'll go down. Yeah, they're yeah, no, so not popular. wet markets, but um, technically black markets. There's people saying wet, saying wet, wet markets, markets but oh, okay. like like well, the animals and their no, def- black, definitely not like that. Black no, markets. I lived in China. Too, <laughs> like black markets. Yeah, no, who like gets that. it? He's talking about you black know, markets. And then you go across the bridge, and then the cousins are there with the cows, and you get fresh milk, and then yep. you just go do that once in the morning, and then that's the food that you eat for the day. And there wasn't this. You know, this sort of like very Western modernist idea of I'm going to go to the supermarket and then stock up on stuff for like a week or two weeks. You know, the cost coification of everything. Yeah. You just you go and it, there's no such thing as farm to table because that's just food. Yeah. Like, there's no difference. Do you speak Polish? No, not at all. Oh, OK. I mean, like. Po <laughs> 
Let's get a one in the chat. Bart wants to. You know, it's funny though, uh, once China takes yeah, over, Mandarin, right, who's right. going to be better off? That was awesome. Right now, so I will be able to, what I'm going to do is my job in the gulags will be to <laughs> yeah. teach the Mandarin classes to all of you so that we will be able to communicate with the guards. Yeah, Luke, you speak Polish, but how's that going to help us when the communists take over? I don't think I'm going to be around when that happens. If they're guys, I think she's choking on something. We might want to get some help. I love that tone. You know, I love Chinese culture. I used to read the Romance of the Three Kingdoms was like a childhood treasure to me and the heroes low bay. You read the book? Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Video games and everything. And it's, I, I'm still confused. Like, I know the Republic of China went to Taiwan, fled, the government fled basically, right. and now that in the CCP, but CPC, I'm being told, and like, there, there's so much, I want peace between nations, but I also understand like appeasement, like Neville Chamberlain appeased Hitler, gave him the Sudetenland, and then Hitler invaded Poland. It's like, should we have appeased Hitler in the early days? It Is wasn't like Hitler. That? It was Russia and Germany that yeah, and invaded Poland. They made a pact. And Two that, weeks and they attacked from mm-hmm. the from the left and the right. So, so September first was Germany. September seventeenth, nineteen thirty nine, was Russia. Yeah, and the Polish people said, "Screw it, we're still going to fight both of you, even though we're going to lose. We're still going to fight." If there's any diplomatic route between the Chinese people and the American people, I, I'm all, all Well, yours. there certainly is. So the, in, so the Chinese people, you'd say Lao Bai Xing, which is known as it's the old hundred names because, you know, that's sort of like the hundred surnames of China. And there's a difference between the Lao Bai Xing and the party. So the party is the CCP. And if you actually calculate the numbers, you know, we always say the 1% in the U.S. It's actually less than 1% of the 1.4 billion population of China is a member of the party. So being a member of the party, what they'll do is they co-opt, right? So as you're on your way up, uh, China, it's a very merit. It's a very meritorious society. So if you're doing well in school, if you're doing well in business, if you're seen as someone who's notable in any one of these fields, what they'll do is that at some point the party comes up to you and offers you membership. And then being a member of the party becomes your way to gain access to greater capital, to greater funds, to greater networking. So in that way, they're able to maintain control over all these industries. But then, of course, they've also got eyesight into what exactly you're doing. So every... You know, prior to social media and technological surveillance, right, they would just assign somebody. They'd assign a guy. So you'd have a minder for your work. Every work unit would have a party member. Every apartment block would have a party member. And then they would be keeping track who's getting married, who's having kids, uh, who's getting divorced, who died, who, you know, who's moving, who's going here and there. So they have this mass surveillance network within the country writ large. They don't even need the technology for that, and that still continues to this day. The La Beijing are like old family names, the old families. Yeah. Like the Lu family, the the Shu family, like just those names you hear, XU, uh, LIU. Those, yeah, those so it's, it's like saying the Hoi Polloi or saying, you know, the, the proletariat or the deplorables, you know, in the U.S. It's just saying like the, the little guys. Are they, uh, is there do, like do, a, against the CP, CCP? No, I don't they're, know. they're underneath. They're underneath the CCP. Do they do the last name first in China? They do. So, like, Xi Jinping? Xi would be the family name. Oh, okay. So his, yeah. his actual name is... So as people refer to him as Xi. So Chairman Xi, right. But his name is actually Jinping. Jinping. Jinping? Yeah, so his given... I mean, you wouldn't... They don't really... You know, you don't really address somebody by their first name like the way we do in the U.S. Unless or the you're West. with other members of their family. Yeah, the it's like... It's very familiar to do right. that. Like, I... 
I wouldn't do that. And there's like we another used to, we used to do that back in my neighborhood, just refer to people by their last names. <laughs> we do but, that military too. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't there like a you give people like a common like a, a common name if you know them pretty well? Like Kong Ming would be Cho Gu Liang's. I don't know Zhuge Liang. Zhuge Liang. Mm-hmm. Uh, they called him Kong Ming. Like right. People that know him. Why, what kind of now, name Zhuge is Zhuge Liang is a little bit different because Zhuge is his last name, but it's very, very rare to have a double syllable last name in China, but he actually had one. That guy was smart, huh? Very smart. Very the story smart. of him sitting on the on the wall playing the lute with the mm-hmm. doors open. Mm-hmm. Can you tell the story? Do you know it? I don't know the whole story off the top of my head. Anybody but know it? Yeah, he was uh, um, general. They were basically outnumbered and yeah. being invaded by, I don't remember who, Xiao Dun, I hope is the person that was doing it. I don't remember. Some, some general under Cao Cao, I think, was coming to invade the city and they just opened the gates and uh, Chokhu Liang went up knew. and sat there and played his, uh, what was it, a lute? A lute. He played yeah, it's his like a lute. And, he, and they came there and they saw him and they were like, uh, this is a trap. <laughs> right. <laughs> so they turned this huge army and they, yep. they retreated. This is a trap. Amazing. The door, he opened the gates and he sat up on the wall just playing and they were like, no. Nope. Oh, wait, that's Chokhu Liang. We have to, you know. Yeah, it's like, it reminds me of uh, um, the dude from, uh, who is the guy in Princess Bride? Uh, who was the, right, this, Wesley? No, the smart guy. Not mm-hmm. Fezzik. Oh. I can't remember Wal- his name. What's his name? Carrie Wallace Shawn? No, no, no. The smart guy who was like, inconceivable. Yeah, it's Wallace Shawn is yeah, the actor. Yeah, what's the character's yeah, name? I don't know. Let's find out. How could I not remember I that? Fezzik, I thought Fezzik was his name. No, that's the giant. That's, that's the right. giant? Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Ficini? Was that yeah. it? Yeah. Ficini. Yeah, yeah Ficini. Ficini. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, so this reminds me of like one instance where it actually worked out. You know, when when, when Chigo Liang yeah. sits on the wall and right, plays right, the It's like... I know that you know that I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then he ends up winning out. He was constantly in, in with this guy, Sima Yi. You know, is that how you pronounce his name? South Sao's advisor. And there was this constant, like, battle of checkers between the two of them or chess throughout the years. It was, it's an incredible, in, uh, the Three Kingdoms is incredible. incredible yeah, that's history. actually, Sao Tao is actually, they have, um, you know, we have the phrase in English of, um, you know, speak of the devil and he shall appear. Yeah. Well, in Chinese, they have, Yishuo shall Sao 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 Jiu Dao. So it's like actually like a similar, you know, if you speak of South Sao, Sao Sao shall appear. That's wild. Because yeah. it's, it's like the hero in the story. I don't want to, I mean, it's hard to spoil a, a 600 year old novel, but <laughs> the heroes, basically the heroes, in my opinion, loot, they don't succeed, which is the sad part. It's like a tragic history, it's a tragedy, yeah. but it's a, just a beautiful story of brotherhood. Someone actually said, Ian, Luke, and Tim, you're like Lupe, Guan Yu, and Jang Fei. I'm like, they, these are like, like what'd you just call me? Uh, I'm not sure which one you are. Maybe Guan Yu. I'm not sure. <laughs> It's, but it's like the three heroes, basically, that are up against all odds. I, I love that. Did you ever read, uh, Journey of the West? No. That one's great too, The Monkey King. Uh, so you got, that's, that's the next one. That's your homework. Next time I come back, <laughs> I want to see it. Thank you. Fezzik was the giant. Fezzik was yes, the giant. Okay. Yes. That was, that was Andre the Giant. Yep. And then Vicini was. They're remaking it. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. No. <laughs> no, see, my favorite thing about Princess Bride is that it, like, it's actually kind of low budget. Yeah, when you think of it, like when they're on that, that night scene at sea, you can tell it's like, like Crap. a pool, like an indoor pool with <laughs> just like the lights turned off. But I like that. I like that ass. And the, you know, the rats of unusual size are rodents like of unusual rodents size. of unusual size. They're yes. just like, like the obviously like really, really poorly made puppets. <laughs> what's the hero of the West? This novel you're talking about? Monkey King. Monkey King. Uh huh. What's, what's that about? Uh, it's, it's kind of like... They steal a giant gorilla and bring him to New York and he climbs a building. Oh, oh so you read it. it. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> well, it's this idea that, you know, going to the West and, and going to the West in China, of course, is like going out to the desert, but that you sort of like, you, you find yourself, you find, uh, you're faced with your own fears, you're faced with your own foibles, your own shortcomings as a person, but then to seek wisdom, you need to face yourself. 
Cool. Yeah, so these are considered some of the... Cla- and the other one's Dream of Red Chamber. So these are considered the three great what classics was, what, of China. You know the movie Hero? Mm-hmm. That was, what, that, apparently there was a controversy around that. It's, it's a Jet Li... And he's trying to preserve the word or something. Well, so Je- I heard well, it was banned in China, though. Well, so no, 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 no. Hero, no, no, no. They Hero was like funded by the CCP. Oh, really? Yeah, no. Hero is a super pro CCP um, <laughs> uh, movie, and I'll spoil the heck out of that one. So in Hero, it's kind of like Star Wars, right? So you've got an empire and you've got rebels. It's just ancient China instead of the future, or excuse me, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. But the, with the difference being that at the end, Luke Skywalker decides to murder his friends and join the emperor. <laughs> um, and basically you're told that's sort of like the, you know, the great denouement of the film at the climax when he's about to kill the emperor. The emperor says, don't you understand? The only way that China can survive is if we have an empire. And so the emperor must win. You must turn your back on the rebels. And he said, and then Jet Li becomes a hero by turning his back on his friends. I got to say, it would be really awesome if, you know, at the end of Return of the Jedi, Vader's like, join the dark side. And Luke is like, all right, dad. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, or, or, or if he was like, don't you see what will happen? The war will, will, wars will break out. The fighting, everything you've witnessed. And Luke is like, he's right. People are just bad. And then he joins the Emperor. And then he just starts, he, he like, then you see Luke wearing the dark cloak and he goes up to Han and he's like, Hey, what happened? Just walks up to Leia, whoosh, cuts her head off. That would have been way better than whatever it is they made after yeah, these seriously. movies. I don't, I don't nope. even know what they I made agree. after those. This is my, <laughs> no, my, my issues with with Chinese lore is the is the empire of it. Like even Liu Bei, who's one of my heroes of all time, was there to restore the emperor. Well, see, this is the thing, right? China has always been a series of empires, and this is, goes back to Confucianism, which is it's it's hierarchical. It's, you know, the father, you know, the children must give, uh, homage to the father. The father must give homage to the local leader. The local leader must give homage to the regional leader, the provincial leader, and then eventually all the way up to the empire. So this has been the way the CCP has structured itself is actually very traditional in Chinese society in, in certain ways when you look at it in terms of this hierarchy. And many people looked at this and said that China is essentially just the CCP is just the latest dynasty. Um, it's not necessarily as familial as the former dynasties were, but it's a dynasty in many aspects. Let's go to Super Chats. Let's if do it. If you haven't already, smash that like button. Go to TimCast.com. Become a member. We're going to have a, a bonus members-only segment, but we also have a massive library of content you can oh, yeah. check out. Really great conversations there over at TimCast.com. Let's read what we got. And also, we're having an event this Saturday in the Harper's Ferry area. It is The tickets were free for members who, who are at 25 bucks or more. Those are all gone. We're auctioning off two tickets at a time. So we just closed our first auction. Our new, our next auction is up and live. Any member can bid if you'd like to. And there are eight remaining tickets. So definitely check that out at TimCast.com. All right. Michael Fernando Mello says, I refuse to show proof of vaccination. I will not bend the knee to Silicon Valley authoritarianism. Shout out to the Bay Area Mises Caucus. We love freedom. Rock on. Timcast, see y'all this Saturday. Very excited. Very cool. I have no idea what I'm going to do on Saturday either because my plan was like just play pool, like, you know, hang out at, you know, it's like we have like a bar and, you know, I don't know, but I guess I'm going to have to say something. Oh, I have a correction in, by the way. I have a correction. This is, this is from mom again. Grandmom always used glass containers, never Tupperware. Oh, never Tupperware. Never Tupperware. Very smart. All right. Gerald Armstrong says, Jack, I'm a retired Navy vet. 
and I'm going to school for international politics, national security option at Penn State. I'm interested in the intel community. Can you be a mentor for me? We are. Um, I mean, if, look, I'll put it this way. You know, joining the, it's, the intel community is definitely not Jack Bauer. It's not James Bond. It's, you know, wokeness and pronouns and everything else. Um, that being said, I do think patriots need to go into the IC because we need to retake these institutions from the inside out. So, yeah, reach out to me. Uh, shoot me an email. We'll We'll get in touch. Right on. All right. Let's see. Jake Angevine says, Iraq and Afghanistan vet here. Trying to get a little spotlight on an issue near to me. K-1 fiancé visas are not being processed. It's been two years since I've seen my fiancé. Wow. Jeez. So hashtag love is not tourism. Mm. Great reset. They don't want people traveling. So I don't know. It's weird, right? It's almost No, no like- traveling until you've, you know, you've gotten your... Your social credit score up, up to where we need it. Just tell him to go through the southern border. Mm, yeah. All right. Medic Knight says, Tim, ask Jack what he thinks of Dave Smith and the Libertarian Party Mises Caucus. So I've, you know, I've referred to the Libertarians as LOLbertarians for many mm-hmm. years. Um, I've also said, may God strike me down if I ever refer to myself as uh, a classic liberal. But, you know, the Mises Caucus, is it Mises or Mises? Mises. 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 Okay. Um, I've seen some interesting things from them and we've, we've communicated on the, uh, on the back end a little bit. So I'm, I'm pleasantly intrigued by the Mises Caucus. I think they're great. Um, namely because Michael Malice, press secretary. <laughs> oh, wow. Yes. You know, I think about waking up in the morning, working every day, I wake up around 7 a.m. and I start reading the news and there is just something about taking a day off. Order in some pizza. I haven't been eating any pizza, bread, or anything like that. But I would, in this instance, some wings. Turning the TV on to watch Michael Malice give a press briefing and then just relax. It would be the most satisfying thing to watch, just him just tearing apart the press. It would be great. It would be incredible to have an anarchist in the government. Worth it just for that. I mean, you know, particularly Michael because he's smart, well-read, and he's going to talk circles around these people. Break down the – like put sunset clauses on laws, less government for more benefit. Oh, hey, check this out. Uh, I, I did notice this. Patrick Siegfried says, Tim, one of the two counter protesters is at the Netflix protest with the we like Dave sign was Dick Masterson. Don't you know the guy? I never met him. I did go on his show. We had like a funny uh, internet beef or something. And then I went on a show and, you know, everything's cool. But uh, I did notice that. You guys know Dick Masterson? Mm, no. He's like a comedy podcast. Yeah, or, that out. The, uh, the name rings a bell. So it was, the so he wasn't really there. Supporting Dave, he was just kind of like doing a bit. No, he, was, he was promoting. Dave. Oh, he was okay. I'm, I'm, I'd assume so. Uh, he was. He had a sign that said like "We like jokes," and oh, I saw the video and I he? thought that was him. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, hey!" But you know, in the video of the guy getting attacked, it was just some De- other guy. Decriminalized jokes. Mm. I can't. I can't believe how insane that is. Decriminalized that comedy. You could show up. Not even. This is. This is the clever thing. Like these guys. This guy wasn't protesting. He was like, "I like Dave," and they attacked him. Nope. Dave Chappelle should have gone. You know, they I don't know, man. I want to go find like the next time I'm speaking somewhere and there's going to be like a big protest. Like I want to go out and like join the protest and be like, Pasovic should be canceled. Get that guy <laughs> off stage. That's, um, uh, Kevin Smith did that. He protested right, dogma. dogma. Yeah. Yeah. That was smart. Yeah. All right. Doug Kaplan says, Tim, I watched your video earlier today and I think I get it when you explain about sleeping on the couch. I get some kind of phenomenon in my well-being. I fe- uh, feel I should help put transporting materials like on barges and with mixed martial arts 
I really don't know how to explain this drive, but I pray for everyone's strength and courage to you all. So just to clarify the context there, the point I often make is that when I was working for Vice, I was sleeping on a couch. Uh, Vice was paying me moderately okay. And I said, I want to save all this money. And so I slept on my friend's couch instead. And then eventually I said, okay, I'll, I'll get an apartment for a little bit more. And then I had money saved up to do what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it. A lot of people aren't willing to, to save money like that. They're right. like, well, no, no, I'm going to get everything. They want to be comfortable. Yep. I did that. I listen listen to Dave Ramsey. Don't, you know, if, you, if you're someone who's out there living debt to debt or if you're using, you know, I, I know people who, you know, and this is what they want. They want you to be in debt. They want you to be serfs. They want you to be urban, urban serfs. Um, gig slaves, essentially, when you have your, oh, but Amazon comes immediately, Uber Eats comes immediately, right? But you have no wealth. They don't want you to generate wealth. They want you to say, oh, look, this is cheaper. I'm going to go with this because I don't have any money saved. Spend, spend, spend. Don't own any clothes. Don't own any, you know, don't even own any food. If they can find a way, Luke, if they can find a way. That microchip's going to be inside of you. The microchip uh, for your food. <sighs> Yo. Jeez. We got a big super tip that just came in, but I want to read it because um, this is cool. Evan Hogan says, yeah, going to have to give you guys at least a grand a month. I would give you more if it seemed like you needed it. Tales from the inverted world hit a note with me, reminded me of Sean Kennedy. Evan, massive super chat. Seriously, thank you so much. And I'm reading it because we are really trying to do more than just this show. We want to build cultural, uh, cultural products, right? Netflix is woke garbage. They're, they're caving into these protests. We're not going to do that. I want to make content. Maybe, you know, I'll, I'll say this. I fully plan to be bigger than Netflix 15 years, maybe. We'll see where we're at in five years, but that's the goal. This, this will all come to, to culmination with this ridiculously large streaming or digital or VR, whatever platform it becomes. Tales from the Inverted World is our new project. Mysteries, paranormal, true crime. Do they get into a cult on that at all? Oh, definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right now, Shane Cashman, the host and writer, is is um I don't know if he's still in Georgia. He went to Georgia to track down the lost yeah. Confederate gold after the war ended. Where where did they hide it? Right. And he also uh I don't want to spoil too much, but my understanding is he personally witnessed a UFO with a group of people who are out <coughs> hunting. He's got a bunch of Civil War ghost stories. So we're gonna have like this huge array of Civil War ghost stories, sightings, cryptids, conspiracy <gasps> plots, creepy history stuff. And we are heavily investing in this show That's awesome. with the staff. So, so we have to get the YouTube channels new. So to put it mildly, investment means not making money, right? In the red. We want to get into that black. So Evan, if you really do want to help support a show like Tales from the Inverted World and help us make more of it, if you become a member at Timcast, they're just different tiers. Like 10 bucks a month gets you all access to all the content. 25 bucks or more gets you free tickets to our events. When we, when we have these events, we're planning to do an event once every month, probably going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And then if you really want to just support the show and you're really digging the show, help us make more of it. Right now, um, Jessica is doing the art for the visuals of it. And it is a grueling, endless job. If we could hire more people, that would be absolutely fantastic. So. That would be great. Well, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention while we're on the, the subject that don't dabble with the occult. Don't mess around with Ouija board. Don't trust witches. Stay I love the occult. Stuff. I find it massively interesting. The Goetia, the study of demonology. You I can study it. You can study it. Study it. it. Study Not it like a, like a science. Dabble. Yeah. So here Definitely. we go. I didn't, I didn't know this. Jeff Rock says, Tim is talking about Vito, who hosts Biggest Problem with Dick Masterson, who would be hilarious to have on. I didn't know. I, I, I saw Dick. I didn't know if it was for sure him, and I didn't realize the other guy was a part of his show. So the people at Netflix, for those that don't know, is the guys who do the Dick Masterson's uh, podcast. Well, maybe they were filming something then. I 
feel like they were legitimately defending Dave Chappelle. I mean, I'm sure they were having fun with it. No, no, I'm saying, but I bet you they were probably filming while they were doing it. So they probably have like something on their end as well. Yeah, maybe. I mean, the videos are ridiculous. These people are insane. Uh, Someone mentioned, let me see. uh, uh, JR was a member. He said, just watch the video. The lady shaking the tambourine was shouting, repent, effort." But that, that's actually, we, we've talked about that before people? when I've come on, that they've, they've turned all of this into a religion. Oh, that definitely. It, it is a theocracy that they're trying to institute across America, yeah. across the West. Um, it is a, a secular theocracy, and I've talked about this before, mm-hmm. that progressivism is, uh, is, <laughs> you know, it's, it's secularists trying to outrun nihilism because yeah. they don't want to stare into oblivion, but they've killed God and they've taken God out of everything, which is why the constitution doesn't work anymore and laws don't work anymore, as you were talking about. Yep. So they have to replace it with a new kind of God, a secular kind of God, and that becomes progressivism, that becomes wokeism, money. becomes all the rest of this. It's, it's money. a cult. The worship of mammon. Here's, it's here's, more than here's money. A good yeah. money. Yeah. It's more Ronan. than money. Ronan tw- uh, says, John Stewart had Ron Paul on The Daily Show when Fox was pushing Mitt Romney. And he did support him and bring up how there was unfair media bias against Ron Paul. Mm-hmm. Again, yeah. not perfect. I, I, I understand your criticisms of him, uh, but he did kind of speak out against the orthodoxy sometimes. All right. The Roz Rodriguez says, Jack, I love you. You are my favorite on Twitter until I got permanently banned. <gasps> Uh, follow me on Getter then. Get on, get on Getter. Getter is, you know, a great workaround from this. Apparently Trump's doing something now too. So we don't need to be on Twitter anywhere. But thank you, my Drug. Thank you and God bless you. Sensei2020 says, Tim, you need to have Colian uh, Noir on just one time. A big 2A advocate and lawyer out of Texas would be a great show. Uh, open invitation. Yeah, Colin. always has been. Yeah, we He's should busy know, follow up. I, I want to get the yeah. AK guy. Hey, but we got free Damastan now. Yeah. yeah. So we need to build the range out. But this is West Virginia, more than enough land for, for, a, for a nice shooting range. And then maybe we can have someone come out, uh, maybe Colian and you know, go, yeah. go, go to Chris in the new range once That'd we get it fun, built. Yeah. We, so apparently there's a big excavation happening nearby and they have a big sign saying free dirt. So let's take we, some of that. No, no, no exactly. We're super excited. We're going to sh- get all the dirt shipped over to make a giant backstop. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. You need them along the, um, along the sides as well. Yeah, definitely. We're going to make a, it's going to be awesome. Tim yeah. Kennedy would be a great guest too, I think. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's see what we got here. Zerk Zerk says, Josh was a father to very, to very young children, head of the IT department, humble, incredibly nice, very intelligent, loving, etc. Cancer does a horrible job selecting victims as if they deserve it. Oh, sorry to hear, man. Screw cancer. Yeah, bad stuff. All right. Theodore Herrera says, Jack, I have video of my sister who is a nurse being escorted out of her place of work. She was told she had to wear extra PPE because she was not vaxxed. She had religious exemption. Hi, Ian. Hi. I like that last part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. So she, well, yeah, my question, well, send me the video because I'm, I'd be con- if she was asked to wear more PPE, did she not want to wear the more PPE? Like, why was she escorted out? I want to hear, I want to hear the yeah. rest of that story. So this is uh, from Theodore yeah. Herrera, I suppose. If uh, I don't know, should he tweet at you or something? Uh, just, just shoot me a message at Human Events. There you go. All right. Mitchell Dodd says, John Stewart has a new show on Apple TV. Last week's episode was called Freedom, where he argued in favor of government mandates over personal freedom. Oh, okay. I would mm-hmm. like to just stress this point one more <laughs> he time. He argued in favor yes. of government yes. mandates? When people John Stewart, say, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. John when, Stewart. When people say, but what about the other vaccine mandates we already have in place? The response is, that's not true. There aren't any. There were mandates for children going to school, never for you to go to McDonald's. Right. 
If you want to buy your Big Mac and walk in, no one, no one was forcing you to undergo a medical procedure to do so. That's new. I want to watch, rewatch this, uh, John Stewart on Tucker Carl's on, what was this? Crossfire? Crossfire. Yeah, it, was, like, and it was bad. Because it was when Tucker still wore a bow tie and John was like, look, you're like a trained monkey. You look like you're wearing the bow right. tie. John and Stewart and- shut down the ability for people on the left and right to talk to but each other. But I did see Tucker had sort of an and evolution. He attacked that. Tucker like came out of that as a new man and kind of like evolved his style of reporting. So I, I liked that. We'll I thought it was show. great. We'll do it. We should do it. We'll literally just yeah, make do it here. The show. Yeah. We have we have we have two studios now. And then we'll just book people and I think if we go for if we if you know, if if the show is not based upon having ultra high profile individuals, we could easily make the show happen a once a week crossfire. Get like a prominent activist from the left and the right to sit down and have a conversation. Yeah, it doesn't even need to be billed necessarily as a debate. Yeah, it would just be like But here, like, here, hey, let's talk let's sit around the table and actually talk some of this stuff out. Yeah. Let's do it. We'll bring it That's back. That's how magnifying glasses work. And John Stewart's face, not John invited. Stewart. No, no, John. No, he's invited. But if you had sure. the opportunity to debate John Stewart, would you take the opportunity to, to do so? No, I would take it, but not on this, because we're going to oh, call uh, it the Not John Stewart Show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, I see. Yeah. The John Stewart is bad new Crossfire show. Yes. No, we can have him on, but I'm not going to cave and cancel the show because he complains about it and insults somebody. Yeah, exactly. I do, I do think Tucker, uh, in that clip, Poorly responded to. Well, I think uh, Tucker's Stewart. like thirty-five in that clip. Like that was a, that's a very young Tucker. If uh, I, when when I saw Mal- Malcolm Nance and ben, ben Shapiro, I also thought Ben funny when he said he sleeps on piles of money, but also responded poorly. My response would always just be like, "I don't know why you're being mean. Like I'm just trying to explain." Right, Malcolm Nance, a guy who's made an entire career about lying about his military service. Um, the guy was yeah. he was an IT guy, like. You know, and he was a linguist who got kicked out of being able to even do that, and then just passed around until he eventually left. Tucker so, Tucker should have said to to John Stewart, you know, uh, I'm sorry you feel that way, John. I'm just asking for a little bit of respect if you'd like to. He you took know, it like a man. He listened to John. He didn't insult him, and then he like just became a fantastic Tucker Carlson. Reporter. Yeah, Tucker Carlson said, "What is this? This is ridiculous. You're supposed to be funny. You're not making us laugh. You're supposed to be a clown." Oh. Yeah, it was a terrible reaction. Oh. He should have said, John, I think it was please. good for him, though, at that time, because he had been I, doing I, terrible I, work before that, I remember. When we when we had Vosh and Charlie on, I, I saw a lot of people tweeting about how Charlie was, like, saying things to Vosh that, like, were calling him out for. You know, just, like, things Vosh has been criticized for. And I'm just like, I'm not – I don't care about that. I want Charlie to be like, this policy doesn't work for this reason. And then people be like, wow, Vosh was wrong about that. So, I mean, and there's a, I'm not saying, not trying to specifically target Charlie. I'm just saying that was one of the things that came up. I don't like shows where it's just like, yeah, I'm going to talk hum. about a person. Yeah. So when I saw Malcolm Nance and Ben Shapiro, I'm like, Ben should have responded. When, when Malcolm Nance was like, is this what you do on your show? Because it sucks. My response would be like, okay, sorry, I guess. Like, I'm just trying to have a nice conversation, man. You know, you don't got to. Yeah, you, I think you would eventually win the argument that way because even if you're not necessarily, it doesn't see, it's, it feels counterintuitive, right? Well, someone said something, so I have to respond, right? As opposed to just saying, whoa, man, I, I'm just trying people to talk about think, this issue. I, I, I don't know why you're doing emotions. that. One, one, of the, one of the number one responses I give to people on Facebook when they're arguing is I'm, I'll just, I'll just be like, I'm sorry, I don't understand why you're being so mean to me right now. Yeah. And that immediately, like most people go like, well, I don't know, I'm just saying, and it's like, dude, I'm not trying to have a fight. I remember during Occupy Wall Street, a friend of mine went on Sean Hannity, and Hannity said something like, you're down there, the Occupier's taking dumps on cars, and then my friend was like, oh, you can't blame us, they're arguing, and I was like, dude, why would you do that? 
You know what I would, you know what I would have said? Hannity, you're, you're 100% correct. Like that, that, that guy is a photo of a guy taking a dump on a car. Nobody's happy about that. Gross. We need help. We need some leadership. That's true. We need your audience and people who support you to come down and recognize yeah. that these big banks are running us, are running us across the coals, that there's, there's special interests that are working in government, revolving door policies. And when you see photos of this stuff, no, there are a bunch of young people who are desperately trying to say, we want to help the working class. We want it. We want freedom. We love America. Why don't you help us out? Yeah, but see, that message was completely lost because of the other stuff. And I've even gone back and I, I wrote a whole book about Antifa and all of this. And when you look at it now, the way things have changed, here we are 10 years later. It's literally the 10-year anniversary of Zuccotti Park that it's almost like the sides have flipped in a way. So Antifa is now on the same side as Citibank. You've got Antifa in Brisbane, Australia, mm-hmm. calling for vaccine mandates, calling for more lockdowns, but also saying they're anti-fascist. No, 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 no. You are now the shock troops of the political class. Yeah. You're the shock troops of BlackRock and Blackstone and Wall Street and all the rest of it. Whereas you've got other people now that are the deplorables saying, you know what? We're on the side of the workers. So it's, it's kind of like you're saying, though, you know, so many of these issues get caught up in the left right of it. But it's not actually left, right. It's up, down. Yeah. 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 All right. Short round says Matrix 4 is probably about Neo convincing everyone to get back into the pod and eat the bugs to <laughs> heal the planet. The trailer looked awful. Looked yeah, absolutely god awful. Ha- Halloween no Kills was god awful, too, by the way. I watched Ugh. it on the plane. It was so bad. Oh, man. You know what it is? It's because look at Netflix. Look at their employees. Garbage. They're deranged. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying that as a pejorative. I'm not saying that as correct. like an insult. I'm saying literally it's a group of people who are mentally unwell screaming and just deranged. So yep. Chuck Dixon, um, the guy who created Bane, he did Birds of Prey. He also, um, I don't mean this is a plug, but he, I got to work with him when I did the Agent Poso graphic novel. Um, he had a, a great YouTube that he did the other day where he was talking about why it is that DC and Marvel can't write stories anymore. Mm. He said because they get so caught up in character development but not just development deconstruction of character and they deconstruct and they deconstruct a little more then they deconstruct a little more and it all becomes all about the identity of the character that they don't create any stories because they never could because they didn't actually have any talent because deconstructing something isn't a talent it's just taking something that already exists and then reducing it to more base layers as opposed to having a story about superman or batman going up against an adversary and having to defeat that adversary um instead you're just deconstructing the character and eventually you're turning it inside and inside and inside that you go completely inside out and so he's just they're just destroying all of to have like wolverine he'd be there and then something would happen and he'd be like i'm devastated and then it would that'd be the end but now it's like I'm devastated. And then the next frame is because of my childhood. And then it like goes into why he's yep. no one cares about yep. that. All right. Max Jones says, nice harmony silhouette on the wall. Is that a new acquisition? It is indeed. Aha. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. We have a, a whole new music setup. If you watch the Cast Castle vlog, you'd see them setting it up. So we can, we actually have a piano, uh, 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 electric piano. We've got bass. There's two guitars there, one guitar there. There's another guitar sitting over there. And uh, we've got a microphone so we can actually do jam sessions. Yeah, there it is. Which we're playing. We have another mixer board, which goes into our other mixer board. So we have all of the sounds come together. That should be the whole, third, the whole third hour today. It's just jamming. <sighs> yeah. Well, we used, to, we used to jam on Friday nights. Mm-hmm. We might do something like that. But the actual we, – we had a plan to do events where you could actually have tickets to come here. But that seems to be jammed up because of, like, legal issues. It's all about the jam. Paperwork I, issues. So I want to get Jack out here on Fridays from now on so we can rock and roll after the show. You, you know, know what I really want to do? Base, we'll baby. do it. I want to get Jack on bass. You know, I'll play guitar. Uh, Sydney Watson, she plays piano, right? Yeah, she mm-hmm. sings. Yep. Uh, Ivory Hecker plays guitar, and um, Ryan Long plays drums. Yeah. 
And then, I got the uh, triangle. James of course, o- of James course Ryan Long's a drummer. Of course he is. Yep. Yeah. Uh, James, he does, does he sing? Or yeah. He does sing. He sings. Yeah. He does. sings Broadway. Yeah, yep. He sings well. So getting, making this super group. And Let's then do it. DJ. We should. We should. We'll do like Rage Against the Machine, but yes. like the current version. Yes, <laughs> we should cover. Uh, it's killing in the name, right? Right. But we should make submitting in the name. Yes. Yeah. F you. You better do what we tell you. Rage with the machine on behalf of. Rage for the machine on behalf. Rage on behalf of the machine. Rage on behalf of the machine. <laughs> All right. Let's read a little more. Michael Weston says, oh, excellent name, by the way. Um, is your burn notice still active? What's the status on the Freedom Phone? Actually, by the end of the series, I'm pretty sure that was over. Uh, also, with creating culture, would you consider doing an episode of uh, what servers, services, and other products to use to avoid being canceled by the likes of Amazon, Google, etc.? Um, well, we're working on a bunch of shows. We have a, a pop culture show we're working on talking about just movies, video games, and you know, cultural issues around that. So we do talk about those issues, like obviously talking about Dave Chappelle and stuff. This one would be more like, oh, Britney Spears, conservatorship, and the one story I really don't care for. Gabby Petito, oh, yeah. <laughs> but I, if that's, it's, you know, more cultural side of things. Alligators. Freedom Phone is on a, a huge wait list, I think, right? Yeah, and we were having trouble purchasing them. It's, for some reason, things were, cards were getting declined. Like, I was using multiple cards to try and buy them. It wasn't, hmm. I don't know if it was on their end or Are not. Are they having supply chain issues like different. everyone else? I know that the demand orders say yeah. they're going to ship in 20, in November of 2021. They were too big. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and we, we, and, we, and we can't ask for special treatment right. because yeah. you could get a, a, a Potemkin phone. You right. know? So we need to have an order from people they won't know who to see and then right, 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 right. source it. Otherwise, it wouldn't be legitimate. But thanks for reminding me. I'm going to try and order those again. Bazinski says, Luke was theorizing that maybe plastic pipes that carry water leak BPA. And there's a lot of soy lecithin that stabilizes all kinds of processed food. That's true. true. Yeah. Good to know. Brian Knowles says, Tim, if they are starting to mandate medical procedures such as vaccines, who's to say they won't mandate things such as birth control remote? Imagine mm-hmm. if when you were born, they say, would you like to do their, you know, med- you know, medical implant while we're here? And the pa- parents are going to be like, oh, absolutely. And they put the chip in and the chip can release a, a series of hormones or whatever for 16 years. And then they can just type in an app and control what happens. Yeah, it's not crazy to think that it won't happen. Yeah, it's like we're... Um, it's so, crazy to think that it will. Yeah. Right, so my son's... Uh, my older son is three now, and so we're going through potty training, and, you know, he's pretty good for the most part, but he's still, you know, there's accidents occasionally, and it's like, oh, well, instead of me just having to father him and discuss these things with him, it's no, 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 it's just... Just dial it in better, man. Just just take away some endorphins, you know. And then if he goes, then adds. It's, it's ridiculous. But I could totally see people saying, "Oh, well, I'll just use this app to control my phone. That'll be so, or control my son. That's yeah. so much easier than actually having to, you know, be a parent." And you're probably going to see things like help your kid learn learn languages faster. Put a chip in his brain, and they really will learn the language. You know which faster. one I would take though, like honestly, Stargate. I would, yeah, that does happen on Stargate. When the little, the little kids get the implants that yeah. download their memories, but then when they remove the implant, the kid becomes comatose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then the implant can be shared with all other people, so they all share in the knowledge and experience of the, the kid. hive mind. Creepy. Yeah, you're you're giving away your individuality with these things, all of these things. Desiree Smith says, why is there an adorable llama plush behind Poso? It's an alpaca. It is an alpaca. That's right. It is an alpaca. And the That's scarf right. is made from alpaca wool. Yeah. Oh. Very cute. Thank yes. you, Alpaca. There's a little, a little. Bag. It's because Jack didn't have a book. Yeah, well, I didn't bring it away. You didn't tell me about the shelf. <laughs> I, I didn't know this. I would definitely would have put the my pillow there. By you. the way, it was, it was yeah. John R's idea. He super chatted us saying, "Why don't you put a shelf right there for people can?" So, you know. so it's actually a really good idea. It's 
Yeah, I was like, that's a good idea. Because so we, we have, um, we have like the, uh, we do like the Bible story Bible. They have like a smaller my pillow that you can do, and it's like for <laughs> you can bring a little my pillow. Yeah, there's yeah. no really, but if they have <laughs> yeah. like they have Bible the stories you can get. So like we have the one for my kid. We have um, uh, like the nativity story, and you can get like Noah's Ark, and you get the you know, like lion's den, a bunch of different ones. Um, and they have like patriotic ones as well, you know, not necessarily religious, but you know, just like, a bunch of cool different designs. But it would totally fit like right on that How shelf. Cute. All right. Ugandan Dinner says, Tim, your response to people saying the increase in gas prices isn't related to Biden. I would say they're lying. I mean, first of all, you've got complete <laughs> destabilization in Afghanistan. But let's just start from the beginning. Joe Biden banned fracking on federal lands. Yep. Joe Biden shut down the Keystone Pipeline. Yep. With that alone, we saw a major spike in speculation that a decreased supply and an increased demand would drive up prices. So aside from that fact which is going to increase prices. You had speculative demand on top. That drove up gas prices. Now you have a trucking shortage and a labor shortage, which, yes, has a lot to do with Joe Biden's failed policies. The jamming up at the ports, yes, major problems. The Build Back Better bill, look, that's not happening yet. But yes, Joe Biden's policies are resulting in everything getting worse. Not to mention, I can put it very simply, when it was Donald Trump, that 2020 was all Trump. It was Trump's responsibility as president. He was in favor of, you know, slowing, slow the spread 15 days. He was in favor of a lot of these policies. He came out and criticized them later, but the ball had been rolling and 2020 was bad economically. And I think a lot of people recognize COVID. As for Joe Biden, I'll absolutely recognize the, the, the impact COVID and everything's had. But when you have a guy who says we're going to do a vaccine mandate, People believe he puts an executive order in place because there's a complicit media. He doesn't. Then they start firing people when you're already dealing with a labor shortage, my friends. Then you have the Democrats planning on pumping out more and more money, spending more. Inflation also drives up gas prices. So, so just spare me. On Take that. the, and I'd say this for both sides, by the way, because you see Republicans and Democrats getting this wrong. You got to take the Alaska pill. You have to huh. take the Alaska yeah. pill. We have so many rare earth minerals there. Invade we have Alaska. The gas. We have the natural yes. resources. Occupy Alaska. Invade Alaska. Whatever it takes. You know, and it's, yeah, we went up there with Daniel Turner and learned about all this. It's, you know, I, I want to get Greenland too, by the way. Definitely invade Greenland while like, we're at like, it. Yeah. But you get both of those and we don't need to worry about Afghanistan. We don't need to worry about the world island. We don't need to worry about any of these things. We'll have everything we need for the next hundred years. Or more. Right on. All right. I, I love how they uh, made fun of Trump when he was like, we should buy Greenland. It's a great idea. It was like, actually, it was a very smart thing. Yeah. Yeah. So now oh, China is getting in there and you've got <laughs> Bill Gates and um, Bloomberg and Bezos, I believe, are all going in on rare earth mineral mines in Greenland, which could have been ours. It could have been us. Remember when it's, Trump it's tweeted the Trump Tower I in Greenland? Not to do this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just do it. Amazing. Just take that it. That would have been awesome. So cool. All right, let's see what we got. What are the Danes going to do about Dude, it? Dude, Denmark owns right. Greenland. Why don't they just call it Denmark? Excuse me, excuse me. L we need to liberate the yes. Greenlanders yes. from the oppressive white a global colonizers. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Let's Great make it a park. park. That's right. Let's make it a human park. It'll be the first. And Denmark's Arctic. a monarchy. Dude, I think they should change the name of Greenland to Denmark. At this point, oppressors, because it's so beautiful and huge. It's green, and they own it. I, I are guess you saying they own that it? the Danes are beautiful and huge? Of course, yeah. yes. <laughs> Maybe okay. Yes. Psychically, all right. All, all right. right. Let's see. Daneland. Kyle Sheridan says, "Luke, some shirt ideas. One with Thomas Paine's quote from the American Crisis: Socialism is a human rights violation, and the Wolf of Wall Street meme with Pelosi's face over Leo's body. 
I like it. Good ideas. <laughs> I, like I love your ideas. Yeah. <laughs> People send me ideas all the time, and that's how I'm able to make some of the shirts. So you guys could email me at info Wait, at wearechange.org. There's, there's several there's so many Wall Street memes. Yeah. Yeah. Send me all your ideas. Info at wearechange.org. I'm going to take that back. Greenland's an autonomous territory within the Danish realm. Oh, so snap. maintain your independence, Greenland. Okay. All right, everybody. Smash that like button Join if you haven't done that already. And go to timcast.com. Become a member. We're going to have a members-only segment coming up. It'll be published around 11 or so p.m. You don't want to miss it. And also, as a member, you can bid to get two tickets to come to our show this Saturday. And I'm just going to let you all know, uh, we don't really have a plan. You know, like, we, we were like, hey, we should do an event. And I'm like, not. yeah. And so I asked this venue, and they were like, I guess. And I was like, cool. And then I was like, so what do we do? I don't know. Ian's like, we should jam. And I'm like, okay. And then I was like, oh, I'll see if we can get, like, Ryan to do comedy. And so I hit up Ryan, and he's like, yeah, yeah we could have Danny open. I'm comedy like, cool. Night. And then I'm sitting here this morning. I'm, like, jamming. You know, it's like I, I, I play guitar to warm up my, my voice before I record. And then I'm like, I have no idea what we're doing this weekend for this event. <laughs> like, I know that Ryan is going to st- do perform. Uh, we're gonna people, are, we're going to have tickets. But, I mean, like, I guess we'll just be hanging out yeah, like a at a venue. And and, yeah, it'll be fun. But – Answer not, some questions. How does everybody ask? Every, maybe maybe we sit on stage and just take questions or Sounds something. Sounds fun, yeah. yeah. For like an hour or 30 sure. minutes or something. Yeah. yeah. Cast Castle Live. That's right. Yeah, we were, we were actually thinking about getting a bigger venue. But you call it Timcast IRL IRL. We could yeah. like record That's actually, it. We, were, we were thinking that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Record it and then put it on the website. Uh, the Q&A? Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, from the audience. And uh, – I don't know. What do you think, Luke? I don't. I I, I want to like start a march, a chant. I want a, like some kind of like civil disobedience. Of that's nonviolent. I want some kind of like something. found the Fed. Found yeah. the Fed. Everyone. Nonviolence. Nonviolence. Yeah, this is gonna be like having chicken wings. The Fed calling me a Fed. Well, come on. <laughs> what is this? I saw that everybone in the chat. Like, oh, Pozo, the Fed is back. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, everybody, smash that like button. You can follow the show at Timcast IRL. You can follow me at Timcast basically everywhere. Jack, you want to shout anything out? Maybe a pillow or a book? Yeah, no, no, no. I've talked about my pillow. Um, but you know, with the supply chain crisis, with all that stuff coming from overseas, your my pillows are made right here in the United States. Mm-hmm. So support American workers, buy American, beat the supply chains beat china go to mypillow.com utilize promo code poso and then also check us out on uh the human events daily podcast powered by turning point usa um ton of stuff going on with turning point huge event coming up in december uh, we've got tucker we've got candace we've got kaylee we've got junior we might have another guy with a similar last cool. name as junior coming up uh, as well as myself that's going to be phoenix december 18th to the 21st Right on. I want to thank all the people in the chat that called me a gorilla today. Yes. <laughs> and if you enjoy my ramblings about Bill Gates's microchip contraceptives, you will enjoy my channel, uh, which is very close to 1 million subscribers. Uh, the channel is called We Are Change, and we're only 259,559 people away from 1 million subscribers, and I think it would be ironic to get a gold plaque when YouTube still hasn't sent me my silver one. Uh, Luke is the OG demonetized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one of the first channels ever demonetized. I think you were the first. Yeah, seriously. Before demonetization was a thing, they were manually going into Luke's channel and yeah. turning they, off ads. They didn't even tell me, and every like like I had a I had a green uh, so dollar it's Luke's sign. Fault. So I had it's a, Luke's fault. I had a green dollar <laughs> sign, and then and then it's like nothing. 
Like no review, no questionnaire, no options, just like blank. I was like, what the hell's going on here? I talked to people at YouTube. They're like, well, we don't know <laughs> what's going on here. No, it never, it never hit anyone else. So, uh, yeah, channel is, uh, youtube.com forward slash Once we again, are Luke I was hope to patient see zero. Yeah, I, I, yeah. When I was, uh, making YouTube videos in 2007, when they released the partner program, or was that 2008? They, uh, they just looked right over my stuff, but all my friends got monetized, but they didn't like my stuff. People and could check I out was screaming videos. a lot of words. Well, you were going, you were going crazy. <laughs> yes, yes, I, I, was. Wild, yeah. I will wear that badge till the end. Uh, no. thanks for coming. I love you guys. Thank you for your comments, your messages, you subscribers, everybody. You guys make this a completely unique experience. And so don't, don't forget. If you go to TimCast.com and go to the About section, there's a P.O. box. And whatever you send to Luke, yeah. you must put on his that wall. Was, that was last week. <laughs> oh, yeah, any, I thought you were still doing Any housewarming gift. I mean, yeah, the wall's already filled. It okay. is? Really? Yeah. I mean, look how many posters I got. Thank you for all the posters, the by the is, way. They're the incredible is, and they're awesome. The one is L- with Luke as Bill Clinton was great. Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> that's a, like I didn't want to show was that it, one. With, like, with, with the blue dress? dress. Yes. yes. Oh, yes. yes. That was a great Photoshop job, but even a better troll. It was So, yeah, if you guys just make sure you... When you do send stuff to the house, make sure you address it to the people you want it to uh, to send it to before it gets lost and uh, before it gets lost and uh, I appreciate any kind of uh, housewarming gifts I appreciate it very much it means a lot yeah and send stuff to anybody whoever yeah, yes until we, can. we also yeah, have a I'm here as well, and I was going to hark back to the note that we made about Tales from the Inverted World, because I was listening to that while I was taking a walk the other day, and that is a super cool show. He gets into it, and he talks about a bunch of the history and all the different stuff that's going into each episode. He really does a lot of hard work on it. Shane does, and I really recommend it highly. So I... I just want to say real quick, yeah. with Tales from the Inverted World, these are like just like some preliminary essays that uh, Shane had written, and the 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 stuff with the go- the ghost stories. I get a message, and he's like, "I just saw a UFO, I swear to God." <laughs> okay, <laughs> Talking Shane. about they went they went UFO hunting, yeah. And I'm really excited because I've seen some of the uh, the, the the details on like the lost Confederate gold, and it's like a it's like national treasure, but like you know for the Confederates. That's awesome. No, for real. Like there's crazy. Uh, uh, like myths about what they did with their gold. After no, this they, is like a huge thing. Yeah. Like what, you know, what happened. Buried under a cemetery, maybe. Yeah, yeah, all sorts Dispersed of. Dispersed to a bunch of churches. Theories, crazy yeah. Theories. Yeah, conspiracy. But yeah, I had to hit up the whole family chat and be like, you guys need to check this podcast out. This is how Timcast is expanding and this is how we're going to make a difference in the culture. But you guys are more than welcome to follow me on Twitter at Sarah Petulitz, where I attempt to change culture in weird ways. We will see all of you over at Timcast.com in the member segment. Thanks for hanging out. Bye guys. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.